And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Danny girl. What's going on with you? Honey hump day. Ready it to is, play? It is, it is. Uh-oh, okay, okay, okay. Say what now? Um, yes. how is your, how, how has your week been? It has actually been really, really super duper productive. So I am, you know, it's been really productive. So I'm pleased with that. Um, got a couple things going on this weekend since they done freed uh Mississippi, honey. Um y'all free Miss- at last. Free at last, baby. Free at last. Um, we all gonna be sick as hell. But uh <laughs> before I get off into that, well, how's your week going? Uh, my week is going good. It's been extremely busy. I don't feel like I've had much time to stop and breathe. Um, however, it's been a good week, uh, th- despite all of that. I've just literally from sun up to sundown, I'm like running, doing 10 million things. And yeah, um, I- I'm ready for the weekend. Oh, what you got going on this weekend? Mm. Nothing. That's why I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah. You ain't going to do nothing? I, no, um, I'll probably do some cleaning and running some errands and that's about it like i don't have any like real serious plans so um but i'm looking forward to that like the fact that i don't have a ton of stuff to do um just a couple little small things and do some like deep cleaning and um i'm happy about that that's like the kind of weekend that i need yeah you are my little jamaican friend honey (laughs) i don't want to be anymore I, i i want to um I want to hang up my hat and, and call it quits. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Um, long live the creek, honey. <laughs> That's how concrete be over there working, honey. Mm-hmm. Yes. But other than that, what else is going on? Uh, not much. You tell me what's been going on with you. I'm actually going to switch my profiles. I don't want... Um, Last time when I uh, had both profiles on, it started making my um, microphone and stuff delayed. So I'm listening to you, but I'm also in the process of, of switching it out so I can do the show on my computer. So I don't, want, I don't want to hear anything about my sound. So also, for those of you who don't know, we have started to uh, premiere our intros live on our backup channel. So make sure that you're subbed over there. And yeah, I heard the sound a few times, and I was like, this is what they be talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm back. so glad. You I, know what? Honey, uh-uh. <laughs> honey I, I'm, I'm going to do you today, baby. I I, oh, I am. Um, oh, God. Sorry I timed out M.O.T. Because M.O.T. is with the shit. Forget. What? Hey, brother. How you doing, Chad? How you doing, Chad? Leave M.O.T. alone. Let me give M.O.T. a wrench. Shit. Yeah, don't come on, don't 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 do that to MOT. <laughs> Lord, you uh, early, huh? Baby, MOT is the uh the Mississippi mud flap fla- flapper. So no, baby, uh, <laughs> that's that's my seventh cousin on my daddy's side. So y'all ain't gonna y'all gonna back up off MOT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all got going no. on. Y'all been on one. 
y'all have been on one but yeah let me um give mot a, a a wrench over here i need to change my profiles is confusing the hell out of me but yeah what y'all got going on besides uh now mot 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 uh cousin for from another father we gonna have to talk Mm-hmm. i don't know what the hell they got going on let me give MOT a wrench over here because so y'all don't just be timing MOT out. God damn it. Yeah, girl. Now. What? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, now I can. Oh. I said, is my sound better? I don't, is maybe. Yeah, maybe turn the game down. God damn, you loud as hell. I don't have a game um, plan. Gain, baby, like gain in the mic. Like, never mind. Oh, honey. you know, I don't know nothing about that, honey. Okay. Maybe you should have took Kudas. You should have took Kudas. <laughs> never mind. You know um, what? I don't have, I can't fit nothing else in my schedule. Is it better? I turned it down some. Okay. Um, shout out to Platinum Elite. He says, tell MOT to break bread or go back to the forbidden zone. Uh-oh. Thank you so much, Platinum. Can you hear me? Is my sound okay? Yeah, we can hear you fine, girl. You loud as hell. I turned it down. It's like, okay, how about now? Yeah, but I want you to use your inside voice. <laughs> I'm not even being loud. I, I don't know why. It might... Oh, God. <laughs> Babe. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Let's, 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 um, <laughs> you were going to tell me about your week. I'm, I'm waiting to hear it. Um, yeah, girl, nothing popping. Just sitting around. Pretty much that's it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sounds like a chill week. Um, but what, what else is going on? Uh, been some happenings around you YouTube, mm. honey. My people, my people, my people, my people. I don't even know what to say about y'all. Y'all on one. What Baby, kind of they, happenings? They, they some fighting in these parts, honey. They fighting over <sighs> every damn thing. But uh, got a chance to have some resolution myself uh, within the space. So um, I was quite satisfied with my own resolution. Okay, um, look at you. Yeah, honey, when when stuff happens in life and you realize how short life is and then um, half the time we're beefing about stuff that doesn't even matter. You're mm -hmm. fighting over this, you're fighting over that. Um, at the end of the day, it's not going to be um, something that really is going to add or subtract to your life. So then I'm trying to figure out, like, if you can't get along, just leave each other alone. But that's just how yeah. I agree with that. Um, I... You know, I do think that uh, a lot of the infighting is so frivolous over frivolous and trivial things. It's it's really silly. So, um, yeah, I try to steer clear, but I am glad to hear that some resolution was had. Resolution is always a good thing. So I'm glad absolutely, about that. absolutely, absolutely. So I'm hoping um, there are some cool guys around the mental sphere all the way around um, on 
either side, either, either way you look, there's some cool people. And, you know, just hopefully people can come to some type of resolutions. You know, it is what it is. Um, um, Obsidian's new book uh, is out for pre-order. Okay. So, uh, congratulations yeah. to him. I, I um, He posted up some copies of the book. So, Obsidian, if you are out there listening, congratulations to you. It's been a long, 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 long long time coming so you know we're just glad you were able to get that out um what else is going on bernard took my wrench again child oh listen ma'am like i don't know how you do it uh yeah you're a better woman you know what and i've been deciding just to go over there and troll now you you are glutton for punishment i I don't know how you do it um, I'm gonna find me some better activities because they don't do nothing but be mean to me. And then, um, it was a man. Shout out to grown man business because I I just had to call this out. You know that man said he ain't never seen me donate more than two dollars in the space. <laughs> oh, he tried you, wow, baby. He, he tried me hard. He said he ain't never seen me donate more than two dollars in the space. That man two, said not, that not these last two dollars, baby. <laughs> two dollars. He tried to play you, boo. I was like, mm. is he talking about me? Like Sister wow. George, you know, baby. I thought he was talking about Sister Patterson or something, baby. Because I was like, <laughs> I, but wow. you know, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, Gabe. Yes, Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. Hey. He yes, said, thank you. If you can't get along, just leave each other alone. I completely agree and bars. Mm. So uh, thank you. Say that. Thank you so much. Um, really appreciate that, Gabe. Absolutely. But yeah, um, it's just been some interesting stuff happening around here. But yeah, a grown man business, I I I give. <laughs> he said not more than two. And balls. I'm a cheerful giver. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, do he know me? He don't know Man, me. Man, listen, he tried it. Um, oh, you know, I, I I always try to give. Like, I, I have so much going on, so I might not be able to listen to a whole stream, but I'll stop through and, and you know, put something in the pot. That man said $2. Wow. That man said he ain't never seen me give more than $2. I'm over here just collecting money off the space, child. And I'm like, <laughs> um, it, it was so insulting because it was really insulting to me because I'm like, I give a whole, I actually give a whole lot. Um, now I may tell people not to say my name when I do give, because sometimes I just don't need to clout for it, but mm-hmm. I, I really do. And people, a lot of people know that, but you know, what was even more crazy, them same Negroes that I had gave to sat there and watched that man say that and he say shit. But wow. anyway, that's another story, child. That's another mm. story. That's another story. But anywho, um, what's going on in celebrity news, baby? Um, it's been a lot. It ain't really been too much that I've seen that's going on. I mean, I know Bobby Shmurda was uh, released. It's been like a lot of nothing like that's all that intriguing <laughs> to me um, as it relates to celebrity news. Can you think of anything? What are you thinking about with T.I. and Tiny? Um, I've heard I heard they had a boy come forward and say that some stuff happened to him. Wait, now, how what? Say what now? <laughs> a boy. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't hear about that. I missed I'm that gonna one. I need you to keep up with the Atlanta news, baby. I'm all about it. I'm usually on it, but um, yeah, that's a new one. Okay, so, so okay, finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, child, that's all I know. I thought you was going to have the Atlanta news. No, covered. I don't have the tea <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I had no clue. Um, hmm. Okay, I have, I do have something that we haven't talked about. It's like, you know, from a few weeks ago, maybe a week and a half or so ago, but um, Kim filing for divorce uh, from Kanye West. Do you think that... Um, it's okay to leave your husband, the person you, you know, vowed to stay with through sickness and in health, um, it, during a time when they're sick, like when they're, when they're at their lowest point, like, do you think it's, 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 it's okay to leave your husband? Hell no. Nah. You know, I'm a Southern Baptist Christian Pentecostal <laughs> uh, woman, girl, no, nah. The I, the only only reason I would say that it would be okay, um, is probably if the man is abusive. That's probably yeah. the only time um I would say that it would be okay. But now um, yeah um because everything else you know you generally you should know who you're dealing with, um know what you got going on. But yeah, I I think that. Yeah, I think abuse is probably the only thing. And I won't even say cheating um, necessarily because you know a hoe when you get one. You know if you got a hoe. Um, you know what? <laughs> I, now, I have to say, I, I I feel conflicted because I do think that you're supposed to stay with your partner, um, you know, through sickness and in health. I, I'm, I'm, I understand those vows and I subscribe to them. However, like... At, 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 at what cost? Like at the cost of your own sanity? Like, are you supposed to live in purgatory while you're waiting for this person to heal, especially like from a psychological issue that he, you know, may not be interested in receiving care? He may kind of feel like he's good. He don't need to take medication. So, you know, at what point do you say like, okay, enough is enough. Like, okay. You know? But th then there comes a time where you have to have certain discussions before you actually walk down the aisle. Mm -hmm. uh, now, what I would say on Kim's part, Kim has always been about that Hollywood life. Mm -hmm. Kim has always been in front of the camera. Even when Kim was with Paris Hilton, Kim wanted to be that chick. Yes, so Kanye knew what kind of woman that he had. He knew that. Um, now, can I say that Kim actually knew what kind of man Kanye was going to be? I think that might be something different because Kanye may have changed. Um, you know, mm -hmm. after the death of your mother, the parting of a really, really, really big business partner. Mm -hmm. Um I think that does take a toll on your life, especially the way your mom, the way his mom lost her life. Um, then when you go through a lot of stuff within the industry, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's, that's deep. So um, yeah. I, I really, really, really don't, I don't know. And then we don't know how crazy they, that we don't know how crazy Kanye was technically. Mm -hmm. Versus well, what uh, versus what they'll put out about them because right. people know how to Kim the Kardashians own people 
they own mm. like the tabloid magazines. They would be the um, equivalent of our royal family over here. Uh, Platinum says MOT had not given you a pecan, but you gave them a wrench. <laughs> Listen, Plat, we love you, but um, we we don't we don't give wrenches based off of like you know who donates. We we try to look at you know um, different ways in which people add value to our space. So it's not strictly based off of like donations. Like we appreciate appreciate the donations but you got a wrench because we rock with you like you you fam so that's why you received a wrench it's not because of what you donate but we definitely appreciate the donations thank you thank you thank you um we thank appreciate you. the love thank you that was, that was nice concrete that was so that was <laughs> you know what I, I felt i had to i ain't want unicorn keisha uh-uh i want her um so <laughs> you talking to about me? yes <laughs> I didn't want to see you and Corkisha, so I was like, let me, let me, let me take it. Um, okay. But oh, I hope you know with my mouth wide open, girl. You funny. Hey, listen. Fucking weeks. Okay. Oh, good. I'm gonna get your ass back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to respond. Okay, I think you bring up some interesting points. Like when you talk about Kim and how entrenched in Hollywood she is, she ain't my first lady. She ain't royalty, the royal family to me. But I do think that she's entrenched in Hollywood and she is all about image. So I think that there was a certain point for her that she's like, okay, this is like ruining my brand. And, you know, I'm probably, I'm going to have to part ways. I mean, it is, who knows if that's the real reason behind it, but just speculating, she probably did assess the situation and say, this is affecting my brand. And she is a brand in and of herself. Um, in addition, I, I, I feel like it's, Listen, I know y'all don't get down with the conspiracies, but I think it's some Illuminati ties or something going on. But because that family, look, have y'all watched Get Out? <laughs> Listen, somebody got a teacup. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, be careful, be careful. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but there's one more little quick thing that oh, Miss Platt, the Platt. Thank you, Platt. We appreciate you. Platt says, M.O.T. say he got bread, though. Tell him to spend it. M.O.T. Um, spend that damn bread. See, Platt, we told his ass. We told him. Yeah. Spend that bread, M.O.T. <laughs> Shit. Platt is, Platt is funny. You got you got to love Platt. Everybody love Platt. I got one more thing that I wanted to bring up real quick, then we can hop up, hop off into the topic. Did you hear Gucci Mane's new song, that had the crass lyrics in reference to Kobe Bryant. Did did you hear? No. Was it Gucci Mane? Not Gucci Mane. Uh Are you talking about um, Meek Mills? Because your sound. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. I, I was trying to say Meek Mill, not not Gucci Mane. I apologize. Meek Meek Mill. I um, really need you to get your Atlanta. <laughs> Charge it to my head, not my heart. It wasn't intentional. I oh meant to God. say Meek Mill. I, I tried to correct it, but my I accidentally hit the mute button. So Meek Mill. Anyways, back on topic. Did you hear the lyrics to um, the song uh, that he made um, offending you know, Kobe's legacy and offending his wife and, and, and just, uh, just crass, like disgusting lyrics that he uh, made. 
I think these dudes are really, really on that good coke. I think they don't have a lick of sense. I think they lack common sense and tact. I'm sitting there saying like when you actually are sitting there writing out the lyrics, when you are writing out the lyrics, you have to get in the studio. You probably have to do more than one take. Don't ask me how I know. Um, but <laughs> Curlin be, be having you in the still with them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Girl, I'll be over there busting spin bars and oh, shit. 16 on that. But anyway. <laughs> no, take the wheel. <laughs> Ooh, go ahead. See Danny over here. Anywho. <laughs> Why um, are you dropping your track, boo? <laughs> Okay, we we, we are like, will freestyle on y'all. Never mind. No, uh, uh, I ain't listen, gonna tell y'all my listen, hidden talent. Listen, I wanna see it. You gotta prove <laughs> it to me because I, I don't believe it's real. <laughs> I don't believe it's real because you should have made a track for us. You weren't That's ready all. for it yet, boy. I had to think how long this thing was gonna last. Girl, I, I wasn't ready. You weren't ready for it. I, I, you know, I have to make sure you, you was gonna be here for a long while, child. You know, Good maybe night. maybe on our uh a few anniversaries, child. I don't know, Good you night. know. Um, yeah, child. But anyway, yeah, so I'm sitting there saying to myself, I'm like, you have to go through a whole thought process before you actually start to spit lyrics and you writing it down and to actually lay it down to a track. And then most people who do um, songs like that, a lot of them really get kind of obsessive compulsive with themselves or with the music. So you're going to really listen to it. You're looking for mistakes. You're lo listening to see how everything sounds. You're going to listen to it in different areas. So I'm saying like when you're rapping that, mm -hmm. it never occurred to you that this woman just lost her husband um, a year ago. Like, like that never occurred to you. Um, if somebody did the same thing to them and then it's so, it's so just, oh, well, don't say anything about it. Oh, yeah. well, just leave it alone. Oh, well, you know, let's not do this, that, and the third. So I, I just, I, I lose so much respect for these rappers, um, day by day because I'm sitting there like, are you guys freaking serious? Is this, yeah. you know, this what y'all doing? You know, and I'm like, you just got out of jail. Should they be busting tracks about you being in jail, getting messed up, messed with your booty? I mean, yeah, that was so tacky, so crass. I, I like, I mean, it, it, it hurt my heart. Like, what, 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 what was going through your head? And then nobody, none of your friends, not the producer, nobody said, oh, maybe you should take that part out. Like, no one stepped up to say that might not be a good but idea. You know what kind of, you know what though? And I'm gonna tell you something that um I think about too. I think about it like this. I think that people was probably like, leave it in the track so you can gain some publicity for it. You could apologize for it later, but it'll give you some hype. And I don't think people give enough. Um, I don't think people give enough credence to how dirty Hollywood would actually get down um, to keep you in the news or to keep you on the spotlight or something. Meek Mill has not had any hits since uh child I, I don't know maybe it's yeah. been a minute it's been a minute you're right um, but Mick Mill is probably trying to find his way back into the media and that was just a terrible way to do it I I, I wasn't feeling it
You're right. I just I thought about that and I was like, oh, yeah, let me make mention of that because I, I haven't hadn't discussed it with you. But I, I just thought that it was disgusting. I, I was repulsed by it. And I agree. The fact that he just wanted people to gloss over it and had the nerve to be offended that people were calling him out about it. Like, sir, like, you know, do you realize how offensive your actions are? Of course, people have something to say about it. Right, right, right. Um, but are you ready to get off into this topic, honey? Let's do it. Let's get off into it. Why do why black men prefer cat over power? Mm. That is the question. <laughs> that, that's the question that we gonna uh, attempt to answer tonight. So, personally, um. I'm still examining it. I don't know that black men do prefer. And, and um, of course, uh, we're not talking about all black men, but I don't know if black men do prefer kitty over power. But I am examining that because, I, you know, I have seen men who have a, a, a zest for women and chasing them behind women. And, you know, a beautiful women is like, the, the you know the holy grail for them um, but they don't attack their own visions and their own dreams with that same zest they're rather lackluster when it comes to going after their own goals or you know trying to um, attain success so for that very reason I do question if, if there's some truth to that notion what about you um of course I'm not gonna say all men preferred over power but now, I, I would say uh, quite a few do, though, quite a few. Um, mm -hmm. And to me, it's evident. Um, it's evident in the way they measure other men. So um, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about men and I was like, OK, these are some great men. But look what these men's legacies have been reduced to. Right. And shout out to Ty City because Ty City actually kind of put me on this uh, thought train or whatever. But I thought about uh, Will Smith. I thought about Russell mm -hmm. Wilson. I mm -hmm. thought about Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. And when you think of Will Smith, now you don't think of Will Smith, bad boys. You don't think of Will Smith, Academy Award winning. You don't think of Will Smith as employing black people. You don't mm -hmm. think of Will Smith as um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You don't think of Will Smith the summertime. But what you th do think of Will Smith is Jada Pinkett and August Alsina. Mm. Um, when you think about um, Russell Wilson, you don't think about Russell Wilson's career as I think he's a pro bowler, Super Bowl uh, winner, um, MVP. You don't think about all of his accolades and what he's worked hard to accomplish as a man. But what you do think of is that he married a, a, a so-called hoe and mm. she wasn't good enough for him. A baby mama. A baby mama. That's what you mm -hmm. think about. Um, mm -hmm. When you think of Michael B. Jordan, one of the greatest actors um, in Hollywood right now, you don't think about Michael B. Jordan being a great actor. You think about Michael B. Jordan being tied to a pass around. And so I'm looking at... <laughs> I'm about to go. No, you did not. I did. That's mm. what they call her. I'm not... Never mind, child. I ain't gonna go. Okay. Go no, ahead. I ain't gonna go. But what I'm saying is... um. <laughs> yeah, that was me, Dereal. Dereal, you got some scandal going on. <laughs> I don't know, Chad. We got to see about 
Oh, then but, we have some, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to get sidetracked. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, but you don't think about those types of things when you start to think of these men nowadays because they're choosing to measure these men based off the chicks that they're with. And mm -hmm. so I'm saying like um, when, men, when I look at men, and this is my observation, so y'all ain't going to get mad. Y'all ain't going to get mad. Hmm. King Leo, stay your ass right there. I got something for you. Oh, I got some, Wait, go ahead, because I, I want to say something, okay. too. So when you think of these men and how they measure each other, if the man is getting a lot of chicks, men tend to put those type of men on top. But if you have somebody that's not getting a lot of chicks, but let's just say he do, he's doing great things. Oh, that ain't no real man. You know, he ain't really all that. He just, mm -hmm. you know, he, he just found something he could do. He was good at, or, you know, he a nerd or he ain't like this, but, um, certain types of other men, I feel like men measure their own masculinity by, um, the types of vagina that they get, um, or, who they're dealing with as a woman. And so I think when other men see that and how, how women respond to that, also how women respond to that, I think that's when it comes to preferring the, uh, the P over the power. What you think, girl? Well, I think that that's an interesting take. Um, so now, I don't know as far as like actors being reduced to certain things, say for Russell Will Wilson. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think that, as far as Will Smith, it, that's like temporary until he has his next big role. As far as uh, Michael B. Jordan, I think like that's just a hot trending topic for now. However, I have some other examples that I want to throw out there. Oh, I feel like the, the reason why I feel like this is something worth examining is because we've seen black men throw it away for the kitty. Of course, we've seen a regular everyday black men, but I'm going to pull from people that we can um, all uh, reference. Um, Bill Cosby. Um, R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you're going to throw it all away for, I mean, you know, millions and millions of millions upon millions of dollars and you really willing to risk it all for, you know, the kitty. Um, and I think that using those examples as well as, as examples that we know in our own personal lives, it's worth having the conversation and talking about it. Are you valuing sex, the woman's body above, um, you know, your own success uh, above, uh, you know, making, creating your own path and ensuring that you forge forward to uh, see whatever dreams you have to fruition. Uh, did you spend 20 years running in behind women instead of making that rap career a reality in your 20s. And now you 50 still trying to, you know, um, book studio time. Like I, I, it's worth having the conversation. It's, it's a, um, it, the conversation or the, the topic might actually have some merit. Um, so for that reason, that's why I figured we should examine it. I think you uh, have a really, really good point or the men risking their lives and going to jail over a chick. Um, when men talk about uh, men going to jail and how the reasons that men go to jail, a lot of those reasons are tied to women. And yep. it's just really, really interesting as to what men would uh, do to what they'll do for a woman and how they end up where they at. And so wow. it's like, okay, so 
then where's the real power? Um, what are they doing for the, real power? The thing is, when you leading back to the example or the comment that you just made, um, these men, they're so um, not only are like, I, I feel like they're so hellbent on having the kitty and, and and power is like the furthest thing from their mind that they don't want to let you go when you want to leave. We're seeing a number of increasing, uh, I mean, uh, uh, we, we're seeing domestic violence increase. We're seeing, you know, murders increase and, you know, stop, like, it. are you that hell bent on ensuring that no one else can have this woman that, you know, power is the furthest thing from your mind. You ain't just willing to forego power, you willing to forego your freedom, you know? forego freedom monies uh benefit yeah. whatever all for the sake of a cat mm-hmm. and it's just really really interesting then you know people will get mad at us because we're blind and i don't you know it's just interesting how men can make all these observations about women how men can tell us um what we should do to be feminine what we should do to be submissive this that and the third um it's real interesting. So then I'm looking at the guys and I'm saying, okay, so I can't measure, I can't measure your masculinity, but you can sit here and tell me about my femininity, but I'm not, I'm supposed to turn a blind eye when your masculinity is turned down. That's interesting. Well, I I do think that that's interesting. And um, that is something to assess. You know, the other reason that I wanted to examine it is because I feel like even when we have men, because not not all men subscribe to this notion of chasing after women um, and foregoing power, but some of those who are seeking power, they're seeking power so that they can attain women. They're concerned about their image. They're concerned about improving their image and attempting to improve their image and want to um, look and smell good and get in shape and, you know, um, try to highlight whatever, whatever positives they have so that they can attain women and they want the best of the best. They want to have the hottest chick in the room on their arm. Um, so some men that are seeking power, they're doing it for the reason of being able to get the baddest chick. That is exactly right. Um, have you ever heard uh, men say that other races of men are um, scared and frightened of them having a big penis? Have you ever heard black men say, well, you know, they just worried about us having a big penis? Uh, um, not, not per se, no. I have heard that statement before mm-hmm. and I thought it was so interesting. I'm like, okay. So these men are basically making the laws, you know, and this is not a slight, you know, and this is by design. So, um, you know, not taking a shot at guys per se, but I think it's asinine for somebody to say, well, yeah, they jealous of our penis because we messing with they women, you know, um, they doing this, that, and the third. But then you look at the incarceration rate of black men, the free labor that they've gotten off of black men, the things that they've gotten off of black men's back. And then for black men to kind of reduce it to sexual function. Oh, yeah. Guys, honey, it is yeah. all of me. 
You know what? That's a that is an excellent point. Um, I do think that it shows how little you value yourself if you really believe that their fear is strictly tied to the the you know size of your junk, um, of like your strength and what you embody, like you, you what you stand for. Um, you know your 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 intellect. Uh, you know the fact that you're as capable as you are. The fact that there's um, that anything you put your mind to you can do uh that i could you know those are some of the reasons that they may fear you um but i don't think it's because they're concerned about that uh, specifically um shout out to brother david johnson he says mm-hmm. to whom it may concern i brought up the concept of power over the, to this space um well thank you brother david johnson you brought it to the space and we brought it to the channel thank you david we appreciate you we appreciate you you, brother we sure do um concrete are you ready to open it up oh before we open it up um shout out to (laughs) kit clouds he says uh for who these straw men y'all talking about (laughs) Um, thank you so much kit cloud and i wanted to shout out she uh sheed we here um, he sent us a cash app this morning, so really, really appreciate uh, it. Thank you, guys. Really, really we appreciate y'all. So sweet. Um, but I want to open it up because I see them talking smack in the chat, and you know they act like we're just pulling stuff out of our behinds. And um, I want to hear what they have to say. So let's open it up and allow the fellas and the ladies, if they would like, to join us and give us their take on the topic. So let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, then there has to be some admittance on our part, but I don't know if you're really, really ready to say it out loud, right? What's that? Do you think women won the gender war? Uh, okay, so this is just an aside. It has nothing to do with the topic. Um, No, kind of. Because if you're saying that Black men prefer vagina over power, then that's saying that the vagina has more power than the power has to the. Does that make sense? No, not yet. I'm gonna explain it again. Mm-hmm, yeah. If we're wow. saying that a black man prefers vagina, like he is willing to chase the what you call it, he is going blind, he is dead for it, he is out of his mind over this what you call it. Would you say that the gender war was won because of the control she has over the man as opposed to him seeking power and putting himself first and mm-hmm. doing um things to handle his business um to make uh, himself the best uh the best race of man because that's a collective that's a collective um um guide or goal that's a collective goal mm-hmm. if he's out chasing vagina but other men are out chasing power would you say that black women have won the gender war no um i don't think that black women have won the gender war i think that the concept the notion that we're discussing um predates uh you know the gender war um i think in addition uh if anything we're seeing the influx of men fighting back or pushing back against um this notion that, you know, uh, sex or the women are more valuable than power. 
I think there's a push to encourage other men to, to do the same, to, to, to seek power, to seek success, and the women will come. So um, I don't think that that is indicative of us winning, winning the gender war, because I think that this existed before there was a gender war. And I think that men in this space are attempting to turn the tide. And um, yeah, I don't think the gender war has been won. Okay, and it's and you brought about an interesting point um, when you said that you think that they've been um, this has been happening before. Um, you said it was happening before when? Before there was ever a gender war. Okay. Um, I'm kind of so. Would you say that masculinity has increased or decreased? Do I think that masculinity has increased or decreased? Like what, what, what time are we looking at? Has it increased or decreased since the gender war started? Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I see more men who lack masculinity. Um, but I don't see an increase or I don't see, excuse me, I don't see a decrease in the men who possess masculinity, but I'm seeing a, a number. I know this is hard to kind of follow. I see more men who lack, lack masculinity, just like an influx of men who just don't have masculinity. But those that do have it, I don't see that their masculinity is declining, I guess would be my response to that. Okay. What's okay. your take? You asking me, but... You're not telling me what you think. Girl, you know I'm here to interview you. Uh hey, Pablo. <laughs> let me hear what you let me hear what you got to say. What's your take okay. on it? Um, okay. I do think just like the women are less feminine, um, we have to take into consideration the women actually being raising a generation of, of men or boys. We have to take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. um, when you take that into consideration, I will definitely say that masculinity has decreased. I don't say it with glee or joy, um, but I don't say um, the being that the masculinity of women has increased. Um, I, I don't say those things with glee or joy. I, I actually look at it as quite sad on both sides. Um, shout well, out to my baby. Uh, he said, mm -hmm. I'd say it's a draw. Some dudes are gone with sunshine and ain't never coming home. The others can mm -hmm. appreciate the playhouse, but we ain't going. Baby, what that mean? You know what? I wanted oh. to say something really quickly. You, I, I, I'm saying essentially the same thing. That's why I'm saying I see less, I see more men who just don't have masculinity. And that's because more men are being raised in homes by, you know, single mothers, but the men who have it, the men who possess it. So the men of, you know, my generation and, the, you know, the generation before me, I'm not seeing them possess less masculinity, meaning their masculinity isn't declining, but I'm seeing more males being raised who just lack masculinity. So I think we're saying essentially the same thing, but Dane, Dane said something interesting. He said, interesting. He said, sex is currency to men, i.e. sex mm. would equal some sort of power. Um, I didn't even think about it from that angle. That's, mm -hmm. that's interesting. But we got Pablo up here. Pablo. We, indeed we do. Hey, Pablo. Hey, what's up, ladies? What's going on, Pablo? Right. So I think you got the brothers dead to rights on this one. But 
What we want something? How damn. Okay, yeah. I'm just not being excited. Yeah. Where do we pick up our trophy? <laughs> but I do have an explanation. With guilty your honor with an explanation. Okay. Okay. So I was in Cartagena, Colombia, and I was talking to an Afro-Colombian brother on the beat. And what he told me was, and this was my second time meeting this guy, so uh, uh, gradually and gradually he opened up more and more to me. And what he said was told to him by Colombian women who had been dealing with black American men. What he said was they said this. That when black when they deal with black American men sexually, he said they try to beat the stuffings out of them sexually. They wanna they wanna fuck all night. They wanna go uh, uh, for hours. They wanna like like they got something to prove. And I I explained to him kind of the reason why. I said because in in our country. I said, there's more sexual competition. I said, because there's a, there's, a, there's a group of black men who have a lot of sexual access, right? Which kind of lines up with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. There's a group of black men who have a lot of sexual access. And then there's a group of black men who are kind of in the middle. They, you know, they, they, they get theirs here and there. They, you know, they have some success, but they take a lot of L's too. Right. And then you have a large group who who have very little access. And so when they when they when they have access, it's like when they when they obtain some access, some fame, some money, some some ability to attract women, they go crazy. Because the sexual competition in this country is is very very uh it's not broadly dispersed sex the sexual access especially in the black community it's very exaggerated um the 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 united states was was uh colonized by the puritans right mm -hmm. and, and and the puritans had a certain sexual attitude chastity uh, 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 no sex before marriage, um, all right. this stuff, and you you hear this stuff in this space from from black men. Now, what what I get a chance to see is in Latin America, there's a much freer sexual attitude, and so there's a much more the 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 sexual access is spread more broadly. Same thing in Asia, the the sexual access is spread more broadly among the men, so they don't have that same thirst. It's just they 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 don't they don't care, <laughs> you know. Do you want women? They'll take you to some. Here, you want some women? Oh, here, here you go. They, you know, have at it. So that 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 sexual competition isn't as intense as it is here, and so that is a part of the reason why. That's interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, shout out to Maurice. He's saying um, dudes are starved uh, in the USA for sex. Um, being that it is kind of uneven like it is, and I, and I absolutely agree, um, coming to this space has kind of given me a, a different viewpoint on um, when people talk about the 80-20 rule. 
You know, I actually thought it was a, a crock of bullshit. I really did. Um, as I started to come to this space and then you start to do more research and you're starting to look around just a bit more and observe your, um, observe your, your surroundings and stuff. Most guys aren't getting laid. Most. So how is that though, Danny? And even with, how is the notion that, uh, men, black dudes are being, black men are being sex starved when black men brag in this space all the time about how they're the most desirable they can get women but, everywhere. All women want them. But their access is, is um, sporadic. Um, even the guys, there's a huge swath that, that have very sporadic, a sporadic sex life. It's not consistent and, and varied. And then there's a small group that has lots and lots of access. And then there's a group that has mm-hmm. almost none. That, and that, that's yeah. also much larger than the guys at the top. And in I black find that America, and in black America, that that dynamic is exaggerated, much more concentrated than in other groups. In other groups, it tends to be a little bit more spread out, so that so that men they aren't as as geeked up about it. They're not. They they measure them. Yes, they measure themselves. All guys, all men look like sex, right? They're all driven for that. But in black America, it mm. becomes a point to where they. They they start to measure themselves by by how much they get. That, so that becomes me, their identity. That becomes their masculine identity. There ain't yeah. no yeah. So, I agree with well, what you're saying, Pablo. But I just feel like then that this like that kind of goes against the notion that everybody uses to push in this. Uh, I mean, everybody pushes in this space. If there's a small percentage of men who have all the access, then why is it like the men who use that as a talking point, they're talking, they use like a blanketed statement that black men as a whole have this access and availability to date and deal with any woman. Um, however, talk? I'm sorry. You ever heard of locker room talk? Oh yes, absolutely. Black men do it a lot. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Man, I hit that. I knew I had this, I had that I girl, man. I'll be I getting my Lies. I got you. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. That's an interesting point, um, Laro. Uh, Sister George and Concrete never believe anything that men say first. Tell them <laughs> until finding out the truth later. Uh, you know what? It ain't. See if y'all last ain't lie like y'all did. We wouldn't be. We wouldn't. Be, we wouldn't be doubtful of y'all. But y'all be lying. They be coming in this space fronting, and and we just saying like, you know, keep it real. So I, I certainly believe what black men say. We we actually um a lot of the the commentary that you hear us say is because we've taken into account what black men say. My my perspective on things have changed like drastically after actually intentionally listening to black men and you know what they have to say regarding certain subjects specifically like dating and mating as it relates to relationships and their perception of black women but um i just like to point out the hypocrisy that i see in this space and that was like the point that i was trying to make yeah um but because okay so pablo let me ask you this you do agree that men measure each other um each other's masculinity off of the amount of vagina that a man gets right yes yeah yes some do but it, it but again sometimes it depends on 
the social economic level and stuff like that of the man. Do you remember when when Russell Wilson first started dealing with Sierra? Yes. And who was that? Slim Thug? Yes. Slim Thug came out and and basically said, "Oh, she don't really like him. She really want this thug love, right?" Yeah. I remember. Okay. So the guys, the 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 street guys, they tend to do that more than the guys who are accomplished in some other arena. The guys who are accomplished in some other arena aren't me measuring their themselves just by, you know, the, the, the numbers of sexual conquests they have because they have other That's things that they can measure. I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I think that is absolutely positively true. Um, but okay, so do you feel like that causes the street, a dudes, lot of, huh? the, the street dudes are, are listen, a lot of black men are on the I who hit it first, uh Ray J shit. Uh, That's why mm. they can't get over the Russell Wilson Sierra thing. Who hit it first? Mm. Well, well, future hit it first, which that really doesn't for me anyway, that don't mean a whole lot. A hill of fucking beans. But, but do you feel that this is causing more men um, that are on the opposite side to go SYSBM, to go MGTOW, to do other things because these men did get a chance and opportunity to hit it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's all about where, where, where they can get their needs met at the end of the day. Sometimes they just can't get it met at home. Oh, by the way, I'm in love with a black mm. woman. But how I, like I, I don't. Oh, go ahead, Pablo. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I dropped the link of this this uh, lady. I want y'all to interview in the chat. I don't know if y'all saw. Oh, okay. We'll check. We'll have to check that out. Um, I, I, I think that. Oh my gosh, you just said. You know what, so Pablo? I got another good question for you. Um, now this is the thing that kind of messes with my head a bit. Because a lot of guys, and I'm going to say like guys uh, that would be considered nerds or um, guys that aren't very popular with women or whatever. I'm not going to say nerds. Let me, Jesus Christ, let me not say that. But guys that aren't very popular with women, if they had the opportunity to be the guy who was popular with women, most of those guys would take that opportunity versus being um, really, really smart. What do you think about that? Um, so you're saying if they had an opportunity to trade places with the guys that are getting all the sex? Yeah. At what point in life? Okay, let me give you an example. Okay. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that you you're talking about. In my early life, no, I wasn't. I wasn't that. I wasn't that guy, right? Mm -hmm. But once I cross thirty-two or so, think the worm started started to turn, and so I, I, I was more educated. I was earning more money, and by the time I was forty, I had I had access to more beautiful women than ever in my life, in, in my 20s or or teens or any of that. Okay, okay. I think so, that's um, a very good point. 
So although I may have wanted to trade places with them at that time, once I go back to the high <laughs> to the high school reunion and look at who I got with me versus who they have, it's no contest. Okay. Of course, in hindsight, you wouldn't want to go back and switch because, you know, a lot of those guys, I mean, what else do you have besides your sex game? You know, if, if, if all you were, if you weren't focused on, you know, your own success, if all you were doing was trying to bag women, um, what else do you have, save for your sex game? So in hindsight, yes, you probably wouldn't want to switch place, places with them. But like during that, in that moment, when they're popular, like during your high school days, you probably would say, dang, you know, I wish I wish mm -hmm. I was able to get all the women in, in that same. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I never I never thought that, oh, I'd like to trade places with him and this and that. What I thought was this, man, they winning. I, I literally thought this, man, they winning, but I'm going to keep my head down and keep doing what I'm doing because it's got to be, it, it, it's got to get better. That's literally what I thought. I don't know how other guys think, but that's how I thought. I wasn't thinking Oh, I'm losing. I ain't winning. When I asked the girl out to the prom and she turned me down, she laughed in my face. I, I, I just said, man, bump this. I'm going to keep my head down and keep it pushing. I'm going I'm to win one day. That's kind of how I thought. But everybody doesn't have the, the emotional support to that can get them through that. You know what I mean? That's a really good point <laughs> also, Pablo. Really good this point. This is a funny super chat. You want to read it? Um, shout out to Babe. He says, I heard Saint the Center supposed to be doing some kind of expose on the SYSBM bros. Talking about Columbia is full of hookers. <laughs> it is. It is. And wh who better to know about the sexual exploits of American black men down there than hookers? He's right. Yeah. You know, I've heard plenty of people say that in this space, though. Like, uh, you know, a lot of these countries that men brag about going to these third world countries, like that's how some of those women feed their families. So, I mean, I guess if you feel like it's a trade up to go to a third world country and get with someone who, you know, is prostituting or, you know, sells her body for a living and you're essentially one of her Johns who falls in love with her than dealing with an American black woman, then yeah, you, you, you know, do you, do well, your it's, thing. It's not everybody. Have y'all noticed a topic like this, pussy over power, and there's very little men on this panel? That probably answers your question. Mm. Mm. And mind you, it's rare you have these type of discussions. It'd be flooded. But like, like always, we, we all know the answer that is with the black men today. Pussy is everything. If we don't get it or don't know how to attain it, they don't want to worry about anything else. And a black man's comfortable. That's how I conclude. And that thing, and that, be honest with you, in the 21st century, we have black men and how we move in this community, that has to change if we want to survive, especially here in the West or globally in this 21st century. Priorities got to be set and decisions got to be made. But you know what, uh, Chaos, and I wanted to say this, I'm going to read this thing, um, thing from Knucklehead. He says, Sister George is really right. All of us nerds wish that we was 
a thug so we could get black women that love us. But for some reason, we don't know how to be thugs because it's really not in us. Um, that's a very interesting statement. Um, I, you know, and it's, it, it's, uh, interesting that you would actually say it out loud and admit to that because I think that's a hard thing to admit to um, or to even feel like your masculinity or certain aspects about you has been reduced because you're not a certain type of man that um, black women have been um, programmed to go after. So I, I think that, um, oh, if it was sarcasm, then I missed it, baby. You know, I'm not, I'm never mind. <laughs> I hope it wasn't sarcasm. I thought it was real. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. uh, chaos, go ahead. Yeah, so that's your answer to today's stream. Well, I, I wanted I to say something. Go ahead, chaos. Yeah, I would say it's personally, This I feel this is going to be a short one because let's be honest, this discussion has to be asked. And a lot of men already have voted by their lack of response. So, well, that's um, if that's the case, we'll, 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 um, that, you know, what can we do about that? But I wanted to say something really quickly. So I actually had a discussion on Clubhouse just shortly before, um, the stream started and I was talking with a group of people and that question came up, um, regarding women and their affinity for bad guys. And um, uh, some of the, the, the um, commentary was that, of course, you know, women have an affinity for bad guys because of like the perceived masculinity that bad guys have, but also like the lack of confidence that, you know, educated lame show. Um, and there was like even some like science brought in as it relates to, um, you know, you know, the pheromones that, you know, you put off and the different levels of testosterone that some men have. Uh, and as a result, like our nature is to be attracted to, you know, certain kinds of men. But there was also quite a bit of commentary relating to like mammals, because sometimes like that, that attraction is like us operating in our low at our lowest self so it's not like we're logically necessarily thinking about it sometimes when strictly talking about physical attraction so um they were talking about like peacocks like the male peacocks has like the most beautiful feathers like those are the the feathers that are, are going to attract the woman you know and you know just different type of just different species and how like the man is um or the male species is like bold and it, it's, it's, you know, what attracts the female species. And I think that in the same vein, typically bad guys have a masculine energy that, you know, enters the room before they do that. You can see coming from a mile away that, you know, their presence is like so strong that a lot of times like heads will turn in the room and they're like, Whoa, who is that? You know, so it's almost like, you know, there's some innate response that we have to that type of energy um, that, that we and we don't often talk you about know, that in this space. Pocket Gross, the bad guy yeah. is a creative entity for the last almost 50 years for media. If you let know. Wait, honest. he's a what? The bad guy is a creative entity. for our, our No, that's not part. true. That's not true. Oh, when we think about, was there a bad guy back in the 60s? Yeah, okay, yeah. so the bad guy, but I'm talking about I mean, like literally, that what we see a bad guy. 
Yes, chaos. I understand. But that's art imitating life. When we see masculine energy back in, you know, uh, on on, um, the continent, there were uh, men with masculine energy that were like the warriors in the village that attract that had their pick of the women. So this isn't something that is like a new phenomenon. I really think that that is art imitating life because that masculine energy and that men um, embody is something that attracts women. So I think that as a result, the um, TV networks play off of that. And you see that and men playing certain types of roles. And it's always the man who the bad guy who gets the girl. But I, I don't think that it's so the that's media that's feeding us that's that. Programming. No, because it existed before pro before that programming, before that method of programming came into play. I think that's an interesting point that he's making, though, um, uh, about the programming, though. Um, and, and it's interesting because even as kids, um, and, I, I'm, and I always think about situations with your kids and how your parents dressed you and what everybody was attracted to um, when we were all little girls. And most little girls wanted the popular little boy. Um, the popular little boy became the kid who didn't, well, uh, some, I'm not saying this for all, but some of the popular boys became the child who didn't have to do a lot of work, had all the girls doing homework for him where they could cheat off his test or they was skipping school with him or doing whatever. Mm. But I've noticed this since we were kids. And so as kids, there was never a cartoon or anything that I watched that showed the popular guy that would have made me think that, oh, because he's has popularity that he's attractive. And if you read any kind of history books about Africa, you'll see that 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 existed before TV existed. There wasn't this isn't something that, you know, TV created. It was something that existed and was in place prior to that. You You know, Africa has kings and queens and tribes. Okay. So there was a whole bunch of said tribes. They're all bad guys. Everybody run a society that is somewhat order. At last my check. But I have to go, ladies. Well, countries. Yeah, yeah, not all. Yeah, go ahead. But not all countries in Africa had these, uh, you know, they they all had like a patriarch. They might have had like a patriarchy or uh, some sort of patriarch that ruled the village. But there are smaller villages that didn't have like a royal family. But that that mindset, that 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 phenomenon existed prior to TV. Like all if you read any, you know, and I know that in in um public schools here in the states like they don't go back to like african history literally they want you to believe that your history started with slavery but if you do any research on you know any kind of even if you just look at like ancient civilizations it doesn't even have to be you know africa you know any kind of ancient civilization you'll see that there is um the same principle that we're discussing now existed prior to there being any any kind of tv or media Mm, that's an interesting point. I'm gonna read these super. Huh? Oh, can I can I say something real quick? I wanted to, but I'm gonna let you read your super chat. Go ahead, and read your super chat. Okay. Um, shout out to David Johnson. He says, "I've always said I refuse to lose 100. My motto is persistence overrides resistance." Um, thank you so much, bro, David I like Johnson. That. Um, shout out to the beautiful Danica Marie. She says, just stopping through in, just stopping in to show support. Thank you so, so, thank so you, much. sis. Appreciate you. Um, shout out to the mad scientist. He said, I came into my own in my 30s as well. 
most of the guys that were popular with women in their teens and 20s are bums now. And most of my old crushes <laughs> are now land wills. Oh, oh, oh. Tag, last, laugh on your ooh, monkey ooh. ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, dang. Oh, goodness. Um, platinum. Oh, well, first, Pablo, did you did you have something else to say? Oh, yeah. But about the uh, the, the prostitution thing. So imagine this. OK, remember the guys I told you about who, who are denied a lot of this sexual access that we're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Imagine these guys going on date after date after date. And spending hundred and twenty, two hundred, three hundred dollars trying to woo a woman, five hundred, and coming up with nothing. If you got on a plane and got the most beautiful woman you had ever seen or dealt with in your life, and you got her for forty bucks for eighty eighty dollars, fifty dollars, what would you think? You your whole world, your whole mind would be blown. You have just accomplished all of that crap that you tried in in, in one in in a two hour plane ride, and so men can, men are only look at results. They don't care about the 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 details. They they only look at the results, right? And so that to them is meaningless because they've already spent the money. They've already spent the money. So the money, the money doesn't matter. The money no longer matters because they've they've already done it without results. And so to them, that saying, well, well, they're a prostitute doesn't it doesn't move them. It's, it's wow. and, and 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 Pablo, you my homie. You you know I fucks with you or whatever. It's a different feel though. I'm just saying, um, if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to cross that bridge. Because, you know, when you talk about American women, you know, I went to school with them, the ups and the downs, the back and the forth. So it's just a different feel. I, I fucked on foreign women, bro. This is completely, it's a different feel. I mean, I ain't said nothing. I had no problem with them. But when you're talking about some long-term shit, that just wasn't for me because I just knew it. I was like, nah. And I and it was other brothers who had done that, who had, they had crossed that bridge. And it's to me, I was like, nah, bro, this is not my, nah. I don't want to live with a foreign chick. No, it was one me. To, I'm, no, no, I've been, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Been there. I'm not saying it's for you. Done it. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying it's. I'm I, look. I'm not trying to even say. Look, I seen you. You have a very beautiful wife. I'm. This is no disrespect to you. I am simply saying, uh, guys, uh, y'all need to go over there for a couple of months. Go home for a month. Think about it, because it's a. It's a. It's. A, it's it's not what you might, it's not that simple. That's all I'm saying. Well, I didn't pick my wife up off the street, but what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to explain is the dynamic that goes through the heads of men who who haven't had the access that a, that a lot of men brag about. They haven't had it. And it, so, it, to, to, to wait a minute, to throw yeah. in their face, well, so-and-so is a prostitute. For them, they don't know no different because they've been paying money anyway and getting nothing. 
Damn. Well, yeah, you ain't getting nothing out. You ain't right. You tripping. You simping. But okay. But wait, 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 wait. is no robbery, Platinum. But Platinum, what I'm, what in I'm. U.S. Saying? It's a robbery. It's a robbery. It's but they put on a ski mask. It ain't no robbery because that's crazy. Well, let me ask you this. Um, because it's it does seem to be a lot of judgment of guys who don't have uh who doesn't necessarily have the access to women like um certain men do. Um Pablo does bring about a good point. If they pay for it, if these women have used them, done them dirty, taking their money, not giving up no ass, still taking their money, not doing <laughs> anything for them, and then they do go get some ass from you know, they can pay the 80 90 100 dollars and they can get some the, the kind of ass that would actually be deemed better than the american woman at this point um what do you think about that well stay there if you go to the <laughs> minute do. don't don't come back and, and they do they do they okay. don't they yeah, go come back your best move is to stay there because as soon as those women come back they're going to learn the system they have there's all with these facebook groups and IG groups, they're going to all meet other women who've been here longer, older women who've been here, say, 30 years, maybe raised two kids. They're going to put them on game. They're like, no, nah, you don't have to I'm not, I'm not talking about no. marrying someone. No, on no, I'm saying, I'm saying, if a dude, said, if a dude out here catch catching L after L after L, he go wherever. It don't have to be Dominican. He go to China, wherever, yeah. right? And he bring him a, a bride back. That bride going to get put on game in uh, yeah. 1920s and 10 and stuff. Uh, 1900 they there was no connection in many okay. cases the, 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 you're talking about marriage i'm just talking about that is the, right the, though the i got you you're talking about marriage though that's a different lane i'm just talking about the mindset of, of that of ain't uh, Pablo, that ain't gonna be enough for no man ain't no man just want to fuck unless he huh? done Oh, wait, a minute, wait, wait a minute unless he done with that aspect of of having a family if he if he's if he's done Whoa. with that you then are you like, no i'm just saying ain't no, have you listened to the men in this space bro a lot of them ain't into getting no married bro they just well, want they, access they're talking about, they come cheap, on man that's just a bunch of cheap niggas look at the end of the day if they they're gonna want more if they if they fucking on a regular basis they're gonna have they want to have a kid they kind of want more it's just, it's normal for men to want to reproduce like that we don't just want to just slaw for slawing that's what they're doing now that's why they're so mad it's jacking off they're gonna want more from the engagement with the female they just they fear the monetary loss which i don't i stand with them on that but i think they're making too much i think they make too much deal because it really you can't put no price you're on. bringing up a point platinum that i didn't i didn't put in the game i'm just saying let me let me chime in really quickly i just want to make one point um in the last i think it was uh actually earlier earlier this week it was either sunday or monday i was um listening and joining i had joined um a room in clubhouse and there were two women one was german and the other woman is from namibia and both of them talked about the fact that they met men the woman from germany she met a man and um he was in the military station over there and he married her brought her back here and the woman from namibia she i don't know where she met her husband but he wasn't in the service um and but he was um he was from the u.s and they came back here and both of them were married to black men and they both 
said that they kind of had the same experience where the black men felt as though they changed. Um, and the woman from Namibia was talking about basically the man, you know, wanted her to feel like it was uh, like intentionally subjugating her, um, you know, felt like she couldn't go anywhere and would say like, where are you going to go? You don't have any family here. You, you, you know, you, you, um, basically have to rely on me and um, that, you know, she was like, oh, no, I'm going to show him, you know, he has another thing coming if he doesn't think that I'm going to be able to, you know, stack money and, um, you know, move out and get my own thing. But I just say that to say that there are some women who do come over here who um, once they, or, you know, once they get here, they do take on that westernized mentality because the, I'm hearing women like talk about how um, much they, um and like how 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 inspiring it is to see women as liberated as they are in the US. I mean, having conversation with a ton of women from all over the country who say that they're just inspired by how liberated women get to be in the US and that may be in the back of their heads. Sure, I don't I don't discount that. That's absolutely correct. But what I'm talking about is why the men that you're talking about, the men that I was referring to who do not have the sexual ac access of a platinum, choose to do what they do. They choose to do what they do because they've tried another way and they had no access. So they decided to have, wait a minute, platinum. You don't want to do it and you don't, you don't get anything out of doing it because you're in another category. You're not one of the guys I'm talking about. Stop internalizing it's not about you these guys decide you know what i'm spending money over here and i'm getting nothing i might as well spend my money over here and get something that's it, it has nothing to do with wanting to get married it has nothing to do with wanting to uh, settle down and build a house and bring our back and none of that none of it well i i do plan on i've said it before um joining you because you over there and you go back and forth and you speak the language and that's from my own side i want to get macheted up over there but i plan on going to dominican with you and uh but i'm gonna do it off the mouthpiece no i'm gonna do it I'm, i gotta do it off my tongue and, and my thing can. is no you no can. my thing no no my thing is this i've found that if you deal with normal regular citizens it's a better it's a better fit than dealing with the brothels and i know that some dudes want to go over there and slaw and go to the the hookers and nobody's trying to stop them from doing that. It's a, it's a free world. But when they try to pull, um, I don't even know the name of it, or try to get some a girlfriend or some consistency with those women, it's just, it, 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 I just don't think they're being rational or reasonable. No, but they're not trying for that. They just, they want to get laid, Platinum. But but I can take you to the mall. I can, I can take you to uh, Santa Fe Mall and, and, and you can run wild. I'll translate I'm for ready, you. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Hola, Como es su nombre? Oh, mi amigo Platinum, Platinum Elite. Como es su nombre? Okay, we'll do it. I'll do it with you. You, you, you tell me what you want to spit in the ear, I'll spit it. I'll take the communication, but go ahead. Okay, uh, first we're going to have... Um, was it brother roger or david up here first hello one of y'all yeah, that, that was me but uh go ahead because um, i ain't gonna i ain't gonna stay that long y'all know how i do um, What's up, roger? my thing is not hey how y'all doing 
Now, I, I didn't catch this from the beginning. I'm going to go back and watch the replay, of course. Y'all know that. But um, mm-hmm. um, I think men just got to – men have to accept that certain women like certain things. I heard y'all talking about women who like bad men, and people continue trying to make excuses for it. No, some women just like bad guys. That's just all it is at the end of the day. Whatever she believes, she's going to make a move according to that. There's women who are seen, who assume that I do all kinds of stuff because I don't give them a lot of information when I meet them. You know, I don't tell them what I do. I don't tell them how I make no money. And, I, you know, and because of how I'm able to move at this time and that time, you don't know what I do. So they just start making a bunch of assumptions. You see what I'm saying? Now, I ain't got to tell you nothing because I don't owe you nothing. You know what I'm saying? I do understand there's some women who will treat me a certain way because of what they assume that I'm about. I don't care nothing about that at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? That if, if you're trying to build a relationship with somebody, then yeah, you got to be forthcoming and all that type of stuff. But if a woman don't like a guy who's, uh, you know, like people say, like a more straight-laced guy or just an upstanding guy, whatever the case is, some women just don't like that. It ain't got nothing to do with, uh, there, there are no excuses for it. If you're in America, you got choice. Every problem you have when it comes to relationships, that got something to do with you making the choices that you make. If you want somebody that's good, you get somebody that's good. Women do not have the problem that men have. Men have to go get a woman. Men come to women. They don't have to do anything. The whole world comes to them. A man will come up to you, offer you a relationship at some point, once he gets to know you, offer you a marriage, and offer to take care of you for the rest of your life. Women don't have to do all that. They ain't got to worry about none of that stuff. So they get what they want. So if they with a bad guy, they just like a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, men got to get out of this mentality that you, you know what I'm saying, like, that's that whole thing about you can't change a hoe to a housewife. A hoe going to be a hoe, period. I don't care who you are as a person. She's going to be a hoe because that's what she is. Ain't got nothing to do with you. She a hoe because that's who she is. You know what I'm saying? I've met women who are great women. I've met women that are hoes. I accept them for who they are, and I treat them accordingly. It's just that simple. Now, when it comes to wanting power, men do want power. I think now I would say that you have a, too many men in the black community that uh, power was not an emphasis on their life because a lot of them were not raised by a father. And, it, and when men talk about things, we say stuff to let you know you have to get some form of power in your life, period. You know, like when I was a kid, my father would say all the time, wherever you stay, you got to pay. Now, why would he tell me as a small child something like that? That means I got to make something of myself. I got to have the ability to take care of myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be in a position where people are just going to look out for me like that. That's not realistic for a man. Now, can a man get a woman to, to do that for a while? Sure, you can. You know what I'm saying? We have homosexuals, you know what I'm saying, what they call homosexuals and all that type of stuff. You can do that for a time. Now, are there many women who are going to take care of a man for the rest of his life? No, that number is extremely small. As a matter of fact, it's so small, I can't even think of one where a man was taken care of by a woman his entire life. I don't. I can't think of no example of that. I'm not saying it don't exist. There's a lot of people in America. So one example got to exist somewhere. I'm just saying it's so rare that I'm not even familiar with. So of course, men, men shouldn't be trained to depend on that. But if you seek power, you don't have to depend on a woman to take care of you. But can a woman depend on a man to take care of them? Sure they can. They just got to want one at the end of the day. But you always gonna have that trope about the multi-millionaire who provides everything for a woman, and then she still sleep with the pool boy. So men just got to learn how to take a woman who she is. You see what I'm saying? You can be the greatest. Now, I'm, I'm from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? 
I watched Michael Jordan growing up. I saw the man win championships. Not only was he a high value man, not only was he probably the most famous man on the planet Earth, not only was he good at what he's doing, he's arguably the best that ever did it. And he had a woman that wasn't cool with him. He got a divorce. People are who they are. Stop. You know, people got to get out of this because of how I am. She treated me this way or even for women because of how I am. He treated me this way. People act according to who they are because that's them. You can't get no hoe to stop being no hoe. You can ignore it if you want, but she's going to be that if that's what she want to be. And if your man is a dog, you can't get him to stop being no dog. You can ignore it if you want, but that's who he is. If people change, they do it for themselves. And most people will not change for the better unless they go through an experience that they feel is traumatic. Now, it may not be a big deal to some person, but to them, it's traumatic. Some people will change after they get a woman pregnant. It does actually happen. Not a whole lot. But there are men who, if he has a, if he has a baby, he actually will change. Because some clicks in his head and it feels traumatic to him. So he will change. It's not very often, though. There, there are some women who got caught cheating. And then they'll they'll straighten up the rest of their life and stop being a hoe because she got caught by some dude and it, it, it affected her in a way that she never wants to pull that again. Now, she's not going to end up being with the same guy that, she, that called her nine times out of ten, but she'll stop being a hoe from that point. But it's all about the person. It ain't got nothing to do as the outside person. People do what they want to do for themselves for their own reason. Okay. Roger with a word, honey. Um, Brother David Johnson, what do you have? And then truth. Um, bro, David, what you got? Um, salute. Can y'all hear me? Am I good? No echo? No, nah, man. You know that mic loud as hell. Okay. Is it? Is it really? I'm on, I'm, I'm not on the phone. No, nah, you're on. good. You're good. Okay. You're good. Let me turn it down if I need to. Um, the Roger report basically said what I was basically going to say. It's not anything long and drawn out. Basically, I think. It starts from childhood because mothers don't teach like it's like I'm really not with the gender war shit. I swear I'm not. I tend to be on the men's side because I see how society is purposely playing the women against the men. So they make it more advantageous for the women for the women. So it seems like I'm just hating women. or I'm against women when that's far from the truth. I just see the way they play the game. I see how they um, give the incentive for the betrayal to women. And it's not even a lot, but it's enough for them to take it. So like I said, this is all by design. How do like, you look at how cycles are created. Like, I'm not saying there aren't any men who want power. I'm one and I'm quite sure there are other men. But what I notice again is the cycle being that mothers are the first teachers of children. If mothers were instilling in their sons about power from day one, then I'm quite sure more men would grow up to seek power. But most mothers are not teaching the, the sons power. They're really more or less teaching men how to be submissive to women. So it only makes sense. And then, like, again, like I said, we blame men for the boys that women reign, raise and they train. So the mother raised this man to be a simp, to be submissive, to be nice to women. And then we wonder why at 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, and also uh, power isn't on his mind. Well, goddamn, at his most influ influential years, you were training him to be submissive, to be sweet, to be nice. 
So therefore, he grows up not wanting power. And let's be honest, then when he gets older and he deals with that chick, she doesn't really want to play second because a man chasing power means the woman has to play the back seat. Now, although most women may want a man with power because power brings money, power brings fame, prestige. So I'm quite sure they want that. But in a lot of scenarios, like we always say, in your first early years, you don't really acquire power. You're figuring things out. 20 or 30, then around 30, the men who are pretty smart, they start analyzing going, okay, well, I just can't have sex all day and chase women all day. I got to eat. I got to I gotta have somewhere to live. I got to be able to pay my bills. So then without guidance or training, we do start with the smart ones. We do start to seek some type of power, some type of advantage, some type of, you know, to make your niche around here. And like I said, coming back full circle, but mothers aren't teaching that. And then I don't want to get into the why fathers aren't doing that because we can get into the, the court games, the mother, the, the games mothers play with children. But like I said, ultimately, it seems like the mothers, well, maybe subconsciously, they're training the children to be like this. And this is why we keep having this cycle of weak men. I said this before. Men don't raise weak men. Women raise weak males. But you know what, David? I want to say this before I let you in, Truth. Just before I let you in. Um, and I kind of look at it like this. Um, I think a lot of women, when they're single mothers raising sons, a lot of women are trying to raise men or raise boys um, that didn't treat them like the dad did. Um, I know y'all don't like to believe that women go through things with men and women have dealt with certain types of men. And so she does end up raising a weak, a weak, uh, a weak boy or a weak man because she's trying to teach him not to be mean to other women like uh, the guys were to her. And I think that has a lot to account for how they raise uh, boys to be soft. I think that's a big part of the problem. Let me respond to that right quick. Um, well, I could go for that. I see what you say. And, and again, I'm quite sure there are some cases of that, but I don't think it's really that. Like I've watched mothers. It's like if society is teaching a woman and it is, this is a fact. This is psychological conditioning. Anybody saying different, they're not qualified to have this conversation. The psychological conditioning is the p- process of teaching women to you know, weaken their men. You know, the Bible says the way you 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 um you get into a strong I'm paraphrasing the way you're able to break into a strong man's house is you first first bind the strong man. So society is teaching the woman. So the woman has got the boy soft, won't make him work. When people get in his ass, she's trying to defend him and she's too busy trying to break him. And then when he gets older, like I was on a panel the other day where I had a bunch of women saying, I, you know, they didn't like me. So there was a brother who was trying to defend the fact of people being online, being able to have freedom of speech, like let people say what they feel. You can disagree, but don't try to berate a person because they don't agree. And I watched this guy say that he wasn't disrespectful. And I watched him keep beating him because the whole purpose was to emasculate him. So this is why I say, even if I could go for the purpose of there were mothers raising sons because they didn't want them to be like fathers, I see how the mothers treat men in, in these spaces and in real life. 
They berate a man until he submits, until they break him. Every time that dog tries to bark, they convince him to meow. Meow. No, don't you dare bark. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. And then you got dudes who've already been conditioned. They're convincing other men, man, just give up your balls and go with the flow. Don't fight it. Just give up your balls and go with the flow. So like I'm saying, SG, I could go for that, but I would say that was a small amount because at the end of the day, women don't want to be controlled. So the last thing they're going to do is teach their male counterparts how to, to how to obtain power because that power and control would also affect them. And they don't want that. Y'all got it. That's a good and can I say point. One thing real quick. Can I say one more thing real quick? Because I forgot to say, but it's very important to the conversation. And as at the end of the day, because um, I've said it before. Uh, most black women are just white supremacists. And that's just something black women don't want to deal nice. with. And nice. beca because you're a white supremacist, the last thing you want is for black men to learn how to be in charge, period. Right. Well, however much power you're talking about. Well, well, hold on, let, me, let me say this real quick. So nice. black women seek out men in compromised positions right. so they can spit their story and get sympathy about how that nigga cheated on me, how that nigga didn't do this, how that nigga didn't take care of us, how he ran out of all this... They want to be able to say all this nonsense because they are white supremacists and they practice white supremacy far more than white folks do. And it's yeah. power and victimhood. It's power and victimhood. People oh, absolutely. People, people wish, oh no, that's wrong. Boy, you can be the biggest thief, killer. If you're a woman and you get victimhood, all that shit goes out the window. They know what they're doing. Um, I'm going to get Truth in before I ask my question. Um, but Truth, what are your thoughts on the topic and, and, and what are your thoughts as far as the subject matter goes okay i've got about four main points that i wanted to talk about number one is about black feminism is everybody here aware of the what was it called the kohambi river collective statement is everybody no. up to date on that no uh, oh, okay well let me explain what the kohambi river collective statement is this is a it's a statement put together by some very politi politically active black lesbians from the 1970s yeah, do, do you who basically to? set the wrote the Bible. It's the source code for black feminism in, in 2021, where black fe feminists got together and they wrote this statement. And they said that they, they invented what you call identity politics. And they said it is all right to, to move politically for the best interests of black women by black women for black women. And that's because of a lot of sexism that they face. This is according to them. And so they got, you know, they got racism from white feminists. They got a lot of sexism from black men in the pro-black power movement. So they created their own brand of uh, politics. And that, that was called um, identity politics. That's actually the original meaning of identity politics is, uh, is politics for black women. And then it kind of morphed into the 80s and the intersectional feminism with who by uh, Kimberly Crenshaw. And she and that's that's it's really the same, but it's everybody's identity needs to be recognized for their own politics. So you have to understand that when you're talking about identity, identity politics, you're talking about black women removing themselves politically and in the home. This is about the exact same time you started to have this nuclear family breakdown and the father's removal from the family structure along with, you know, the war on drugs and deindustrialization and, and uh, you know, and mass incarceration. And there's a lot of different reasons why and the welfare policies and all that. But ultimately, politically, black women moved away from black men. That is what identity politics are. When they talk about intersectionality, 
that's what section means in that they section themselves off from black men. So this is why it's so it's so normal for us to see that black men and black women are divided because that's what black female politics is about, is dividing themselves from black men. As a matter of fact, now in 2021, you start to see LGBTQRSMVT plus the trans be elevated above black men in this this left wing, uh, you know, feminist political movement. You go to the Black Lives Matter website and what do they say about black men? Not a whole lot, except for we're going to center uh, other people because of black men's sexism from the 60s. Right. And it says that on the website, which is insane. So that's my first point. My second point is now that we have a, a large political, a large wealth gap between blacks and white people. Everybody knows about that. White people have more money than black people. What most people don't know is that that wealth gap is mostly driven by the men. White women make probably a little bit more than black women, but not by much. It's largely driven by the men. And so what they, if you, I'll drop some links in the chat so you guys could see. I'll put it in the back chat so guys don't go away from, the, uh, from your live stream. But basically what they're saying is that the reason that uh, they said, OK, there's an article in The New York Times that I read and then I read a study. It's called the Fragile Family Study. And that study is a longitudinal study for like 20 something years or 30 years. Uh, it's got like 30, 40, some 50,000 people in it, 50 families. And basically what they found in the study is that, I mean, so surprising is that you know, children that have fathers in the home and neighborhoods that have fathers in the home produce the most productive children. You know, what a surprise, right? Well, also in this New York Times article, with a uh, New York Times study that I read, it talked about uh, black boys and black men who come from affluent families, who come from rich families. They said that they too also have problems, you know, quote unquote, they don't say chasing power, but uh, they kind of fall off financially. And they said that doesn't happen for black women. And what they discovered was, is that it's, it's because black fathers are not, are not only not in the homes, but black fathers aren't in the neighborhoods. And what they said was, is that statistically speaking, it's more important for black men to live in a neighborhood where black fathers are present than to actually have a black father in the home themselves. Meaning that if, let's, if I live, I've got my own father and I live in a home, but I live in the hood and nobody else in the neighborhood has fathers in the homes, then I'm going to be more likely to fall off than if I don't have a father in the home, but I live in a neighborhood where you have black fathers in the home. So that's pretty deep. And, I, you know, you don't really think about that when you're actually growing up and, and looking around. But I actually believe that that's true. That's really interesting. Yeah, I'll drop some links on that. It's, yeah, it is. It's quite surprising to hear that. But when you hear it, it just rings true. So yes. then, so that was my third point. My fourth point is um, part of this. One of the st statistics that they actually said about this was that uh, for for, uh, for males to have success, one of the markers that they would say is that if you live in a neighborhood that only has a ten percent poverty rate, but it has a fifty-one percent, and it has a fifty-one percent fathers in the home rate, meaning you know more than half the dads are in the home, and it only has a ten percent poverty rate that those boys, whether they be black or white, are going to have massive success. But what they found was 61% of black boys or 61% of white boys live in those neighborhoods. And it's only 5% for black boys. 
So again, it's, it's, it's these fathers in the home. And then part of that too is racism. If a black kid ra is raised in a neighborhood and they got to deal with white racism a lot, that makes an impact too. But it really just comes down to having fathers in the home and, and not just in our home, but in, in the you know neighborhoods of fathers in the home. And that, that had always been kind of obvious to me that you can't, you can't compete like that. Like I live in the suburbs and you know, every, every, Everybody, everybody with kids in my neighbor, everybody with kids in my neighborhood is married like that. I can see in a, in a two block radius that I see, except for one woman. She's a school teacher, by the way. But the rest of them, like, you know, I'm in a basketball. My neighbor, he's in a baseball. Um, one of my neighbors is a dentist. And what I mean in a baseball, he's got a full he got like a, a batting cage and a pitching machine. He got a, I mean, he's trying to get his kids to go pro. So, you know, my daughter, when she gets older, she's going to work out there. I'm going to be training his boys with basketball. The neighbor down the street, he, I mean, he's a dentist. He's got, you know, he's got commercials on TV, you know, all the time. And so I can, you know, bring my daughter to him and talk to him because he got, we got kids the same age about getting her in a dentistry school. If maybe that's something that she wants to do, because we're about accruing power. We're about men working together to achieve massive, massive success. So, you know, so why do men chase pussy? Well, if you don't have a father, if, even if you do have a father in the home, you're going to get distracted by the other kids in the neighborhood who don't have fathers in the home. And then where they talk about that famous marshmallow test, one of the one of the strongest ways to figure out if your child is going to have success in life is to give them a marshmallow test. And this is what they, they teach in psychology, like, you know, 100 level psychology classes. Everybody knows this, that you give a kid a marshmallow and you, or you say you offer him a marshmallow and you say, if I give you a marshmallow and you don't and you don't eat it now, I'll give you three tomorrow. And the kid that goes. I'll just save it and just eat the three, get the three marshmallows to get tomorrow. They, they, that's a much better deal. Those kids will have a lot. They, they say those kids will have much more success than a kid who says, no, I'm going to just eat the marshmallow now because it's about delayed gratification. But, you know, you think about that and you go, yeah, well, if you're raised in a poor neighborhood and you don't have a, you know, a, a lot of kids never even seen a pantry before where they got a whole you know room full of food that, you know, with junk food and dry foods and canned foods they don't even they have never seen that before and you offer them a marshmallow they, they go to school hungry of course they're going to take that the kid that grows up in a two-parent home with a double income and not only do they have a pantry every home they go to in the neighborhood they have a pantry that's going to be nothing for them to delay that gratification so again i mean you know david and roger man we're all hitting on the same thing man sisters got to want to have fathers in the home if we want to win as a community which sisters don't it's obvious they don't they want to, you know, intersectional feminism, black girl magic and 100,000 women getting jobs at Google like that's going to work out in the long run in the long run for the community. I mean, if we really want to get this right, then just get a fucking father in the home, get a neighborhood full of fathers. How, you can't even find you can't even find a neighborhood that's got 10 percent of poverty and has got 51 percent of black fathers in the home. Now, think about that. And it's not the men pushing for that. Most black men want to get married. They want to have families. They want to be around other married men so we can kick ass as a group together. But the women aren't on board with that. Facts. Wait, can I ask true something? True. Let me ask you some real quick question. First of all, I agree because we always say women want instant gratification. They wouldn't wait. And they wouldn't wait and hold the one marshmallow to get the three. So it only makes sense. Wow. They would teach the son that. No, we're just saying because that's that's not coincidental. We say that we say women want instant gratification. So it only makes sense that 
they would have sons around here that would want that. It's, it's not an attack. It's understanding what's being done to you psychologically. One of the reasons why we can never get to the answers is because when we point out how they're utilizing the psychological you know, uh, angles through women, the first thing women, they go right past the psychological process of we're saying has been done to them and go right into defense mode. Now, I like to ask truth this, true. Would you say it's systematic as well? Would you say it's all this is systematic? Well, it, it, it seems like it's becoming more systematic because we're, we're putting in a policy, this, these feminist policies, I think. Hello. It start, well, no, it's been systematic because Thank we've you. had these feminist agree. policies for a long time. Yeah, hell yeah, it's systematic and it's cultural. So it's mm -hmm. so it's like we really don't have a fighting, you don't have a fighting chance mm -hmm. when the culture wants one thing and the, and the policies want one thing, then we can get on YouTube and you know and, and try to talk to people and then they laugh, you know, behind our backs and say them niggas are stupid, thinking we're right. gonna change, you know. So yeah, it's definitely systematic. And listen, so wait, listen, ladies, wait, 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 one more quick one. So, ladies, listen. This is a, I keep, see, I always notice one thing about black folks, the key points, we hopscotch over them and, and I've learned, keep reiterating them. Ladies, there is a psychological process for a purpose, for a cause to keep you and your people down and they are utilizing you. The moment you can accept this is not an attack, this is just understanding how strategy works. This is a strategy going on to keep certain groups of people at a permanent underclass. This is a strategy. Yeah. Get out of your feelings. Get out of that David, defense mode. I, just live by, I live by that notion, so I don't need you to take it slow for me and explain it. I know what it is. I, well, I, well, not I, for I, you. Not for you, Concrete. I, I don't see that, David. I, I want to give you some know. pushback on that, David. I don't I don't see that wait, now. Wait, I know you got Gloria wait, Stein. Let me, and you can got, I say let me say something real quick because I'm, I'm going to have to go silent for a bit because I'm actually going to stay. Yeah, you got it. You got I it. was going to have to go, but I'm, I'm going to stay for a minute. I, I'm gonna this, this is a key thing that goes on because a lot of people don't think about the lazy folk. Every group, group in society got their section of lazy people, right? You know what I'm saying? Just totally unproductive people. But you got people who are productive that want to be lazy. Other groups of women simply require more. There's men who really want to be lazy in other communities but they can't be lazy and still get a woman. Therefore, they must produce. When you talk about black America, there's no pressure for a man to produce. You don't have to produce to get women. You know what I'm saying? The only, the only way men feel any type of social pressure is amongst other men. Men don't like to be around other men performing and you be the only guy not performing. Men don't like that. You know what I'm saying? We don't like to feel small and things like that. We respect men that have accomplished something. I'm, I'm always respecting men who's done more than me, but no man really wants to feel small. But in our community, you know what I'm saying? The, there is no penalty for not producing. In other communities, there is a penalty. You don't get access to women. And I'm not saying women should be any man's yeah. main motivation, but I'm saying even for the lazy man, he'll work because he still won't access to some pussy. Our community, you ain't never got to worry about that. If you do nothing, you're going to get some pussy. Don't you worry about that. You know what I'm saying? You do not have to get a job. You don't have to have a business. You ain't never got to go to no military. And you definitely don't have to go to college to get no pussy in the black community. And Because that's not going to change. Even the lazy section doesn't have to perform. Let me say this right quick. In L.A., I, I don't know how it was anywhere else. In L.A., you had to have your shit together. I'm not saying, of course, there's outliers. But in L.A., when I grew up, the dude who didn't have shit, he didn't get shit. 
Well, I, I would say this, David, yeah, to, I, or to you and Concrete. I want to say this too. Um, you know, we, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's it's these it's white supremacy is is driving the system, and, and it's white supremacy that wants to turn black women against black men. It's this feminist agenda where they're pulling the strings, this marionette, and and playing mind games on people. And you know, you hear about Gloria Steinem working for the CIA, and and you know, you're like, well, shit, maybe maybe that's true. But you know, I went to a, I graduated from a university, a, a, a left wing liberal university. I took feminist classes, and they don't, they never talked about breaking up families, you know, for themselves or, or none of that shit. That's that's it's like not considered. Overt, well, here, but let me finish what I'm saying though, because like this is because what has happened. What it looks like to me is that maybe that's true because maybe that was true to a certain degree. But what white people said was they said that's radical feminism. Like we get that you're making some valid points. We get it, but that's radical feminism. We don't fuck with radical feminism. And black women said fe radical feminism. Why don't we just take that and make it mainstream feminism? So now it's like, like Roger's saying now women, what they do is they've normalized being strong and independent. And I could be the mama and the daddy and, you know, and niggas ain't shit and we don't need you. And then what, and then they say, and then, but what they end up doing is having, like Roger said, having babies with compromised men first, and then looking to find a, an established man to be a stepdad or get married, even if they don't have kids, to get later get married later in life. Then you have a lot of black men who, who would like to have a family, but they feel like I'm gonna get married when I'm 42. I gotta wait till I'm 42. I mean, you got women on YouTube saying that, well, the younger man, they should just be sleeping with old ladies, and the old man, old men, they should be going with the younger women. It's, it's well, like I want to respond before we get too deep, Truth. I, and um, I, I know we got to let uh, Webb's world in too, but um, I wanted to say that it's not that overt. And uh, I think that feminism, that um, during its original inception, that that was part of the purpose of feminism, that there are three waves of feminism. Yes, modern uh, wave three. We talked about feminism on our last show, and it was a really, really good, uh, a good panel. But um, modern feminism, uh, the third wave of feminism does not focus on um, ensuring that the black family is separated. So, yes, it, uh, you are. Um, correct in that aspect. Um, I do think that black women bought into it hook, line, and sinker. They wanted to feel empowered. They wanted to elevate themselves above their men. They did that and they're still doing that today. They normalize it. And so their daughters are being raised with the notion that it's okay to do that. So I agree with you, but um, there are three waves of feminism. I don't think that even if you, when you study feminism, you're studying the history of feminism. They're not going to come directly out and, and, and um, talk about, you know, Susan B. Anthony and her desire to to ensure that, you know, um, black babies were aborted. They're not going to come. I mean, come on. We're talking about sanitized history um, in this. Uh, we're, we're taught a sanitized version of history in this country. So that's a conspiracy there shouldn't be theory. An expected, that's not true. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. Like, seriously, come on. Well, hold like, on. Hold I on. Mean, she wasn't a race. She wasn't like a white supremacist, though. That's not true. What when you're asking you for the. <laughs> what, what what would your motivation be to ensure that black babies are aborted if you're not a white? Well, she she was asking for white babies to be aborted too. It wasn't only black babies; it was also white babies because she was a eugenicist. That I mean, that's where she went wrong. Yeah, but exactly. they got that letter with MLK, and and they try to make they try they they twist it around that meeting. I don't know if you even heard it. They've got a letter with uh with her and MLK, and she and she wrote to her, to him, and he and she was saying some things in the letter. And if you just read the letter. It can make you think she was like a white supremacist. 
but Susan B. Anthony definitely was a known racist. Like there, there's I've never heard anyone argue that she's that she wasn't a racist. You're, this is a first. Um, but yeah. nonetheless, I don't no, want to. No, look it up. Just look it up. They've they've got uh, actually uh, scholarly articles on that. That's that's news to me. But um, I don't want to get bogged oh, down. Oh, Su- uh, no, I'm not talking about Susan B. Anthony. I'm talking about the. Uh, who was it? The uh, Planned Parenthood. Margaret Sanger. Yeah, Margaret oh, Sanger. Sanger. That's what I'm talking Sorry. about. Yeah. yeah, Susan B. Anthony started the um, suffrage movement. I'm talking about, Mar- yeah, Margaret Sanger. Excuse me. Uh, my apologies. Um, you're the mm-hmm. first person I've ever heard that say that she's not a racist. So that's news to me. I didn't know anything about any letter that she wrote to MLK, but I don't want to get into the weeds as it relates to my point. Um, I just wanted to say that they're not going to come directly. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't even have the expectation that when we're taught yeah, right. history that they're um, telling us the the the, the um, unfiltered truth as it relates to it. But um, I wanted to let not Webb's world in, but I wanted to give David Johnson a chance to respond if he wanted to to your well, last. I'm going to get running. I just want to say thanks for for having me on. I'm out of here later. No problem. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, really, really good points you brought to the panel. Really, really good points. Really good stuff. Um, not Webb's world. What do you have? Oh, oh, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's having a good day so far. Yeah. Look, I was just sitting here and and enjoying digesting everything everyone was saying. And everybody was hitting every nail that needed to be hit. But one thing I just tell my own people, we all that stuff is messed up. Yes, all that stuff is messed up that happened to us. This down the third systematic racism. We don't want to talk about the big A word, accountability. All right. We as a people don't do the necessary things we need to do to hold people accountable. Like, for example, like I've always told this, like I just buried my uncle. I love him to death. Rest in peace, pops, all of that shit. All his kids is fighting for his stuff. And my uh, my cousin, who's his granddaughter, is sitting here like, why are they doing this? They don't understand this, that and the third. I'm like, look. Your relationship with your grandfather is completely different than the relationship he had with his children. And the number one thing you need to understand, we are also to blame for this. We always opened up our home for this man, opened up a plate of food for this man. But at the end of the day, we all knew he wasn't raising his children. Why didn't we step up and say something about that? And now the man gone and all his children is fighting over his possessions because they they don't look at it like how we look at it. We don't look at that. They don't look at it like Pop's truck. They look at it as a truck. You know what I'm saying? So the number one thing is I tell my own people is that if we truly want to get rid of a problem, do we hold ourselves accountable? Do we punish the bad behaviors in our community? Because like I remember I came on this show a couple of days ago. And I was over here flabbergasted that a dude, like everybody was coming at me for defending Russell Wilson. I'm like, bro, ain't this what we supposed to be doing? Like, we all know that future ain't a good father. Shouldn't we want black boys to have a good father figure in the household so he doesn't end up a criminal? So he doesn't end up misguided? So he doesn't end up trying to figure out his place in this world? What's the problem with that? But that's what we don't do. We don't say, you know what? I'm not listening to that guy. I'm not listening to that artist. I'm not supporting that artist because I know who he is as a man. And I can't allow you to have a platform and you're going to indulge in misogyny. You're going to indulge in behaviors that if our people in our community mirror, it's problematic. We think it's funny when Future gets another girl pregnant and keeps it pushing. 
It's future. But nobody thinks that's funny when your cousin is calling you talking about some, yeah, man, I got I'm on I got baby number nine on the way. Ain't nobody think that's funny. You don't think it's funny in your household. So why you think it's funny when you're watching it on Twitter? Why are you watching it on Instagram? Why are you watching it wherever you want to watch it? You know? So my thing is, as a people, do we truly hold ourselves to the accountability? And another thing, we don't address the things that make us uncomfortable. We don't want to build for our community because that shit takes time. I believe I don't I don't want to not give credit to the brother, but one of the brothers has spoke upon that women want instant gratification. I'll add to that. It's not just the fact they want instant gratification. It's also they don't want to go away from something and build it up. What I mean is, why would I go out there and drill for oil, convert it to crude oil, convert it to gasoline? When I can just go to the Hess station up the street. Like, you don't, as much as we don't look at that as a problem, I'm like, well, you're taking the dollar out of our community. You're not, and you're showing this to your children that it's okay to not recircle, like, recycle our dollar into our community. Do we hold, do we say, hey, man, you ain't supposed to be doing that? Do we call each other out for that? No, we don't do that. Because a lot of these things makes us uncomfortable. And another thing, we don't like to do stuff unless we can get something from it. Sometimes my grandfather, I love him to death, rest in peace. He told me, you don't do things for the right price. You do things simply because it's the right thing to do. And are we teaching that to our children? No, we're not teaching autonomy. We're not teaching group economics. We're not teaching respect for our people. And then we wondering why. Why black boys don't respect us? Why black men don't do this? Why black women always coming for our necks? Well, they haven't been taught their whole life to respect you. They haven't been taught their whole life to build up their community. And as far as young boys, black men prioritizing pussy, I don't think I need to say it again, whereas basically we are not taught to prioritize autonomy because anything a black man does if he if you tell him to do it as a child and he keeps that in his heart up until an adult, that's who he is. Because I've always told this to my brothers. You cannot tell me that we can teach children a magical white man can walk on water and live in the Middle East. And that and that and that is almost gospel in our community. Like ain't nobody gonna say that's not true. But you telling me it's Pulling teeth to tell your black son, your black daughter, hey, I know they have a deal over there at the Asian store, but just go pay full price at the black store. That's pulling teeth. Like, I didn't think that was pulling teeth. So it's a lot of things that we need to start addressing. We need to start holding ourselves accountable for. We can't just sit here and say, oh, wrong, man, you know, systematic racism. You know what saying? Black feminism, they going against each other. Well, black, I tell black feminists all the time. Do you, do you dismantle the things that disrespect you? And even when it comes to future, I don't even talk about future. Who's the person who paid future? Future was nobody when he came up. Somebody had to give him a check. Y'all coming for him? Mostly y'all don't come for the owner of Def Jam. It's easier to come for the artist. Mm. You don't want to say that because that makes people uncomfortable. We don't want to say, oh, this white man is pushing, is pushing this black image, this negative black image on our boys. No, we want to say the rapper doing that. And even though I did bring up Future earlier, 
I'm only saying this because at the end of the day, more people are going to subscribe to him than they are going to subscribe to the person who picks up his check. And the person who signs his check is not going to sign him a check if he's saying, you know what, that same audience that was just checking for you last month, they're not checking for you this month. It's all about us taking responsibility as a people, not as black fathers, black mothers, black people. And getting rid of the negativity in our community that creates these problems, that creates these negative thought processes, that creates this strayed way of thinking. And we need to do it, not just because we're going to get something from it. Simply just do it because it's the right thing to do. And yes, we're going to get something from it. But at the end of the day, you should want to do something because it's right. You should want to tell your children to build in their community so they go five minutes to work instead of 20 minutes to work. You should tell children that we should make that our responsibility. We should not be indulging in all of the negative behaviors that create that ultimately recycle all the negative outcomes that we sit here and have a problem with. Like I ask black women, all black feminists all the time, like name the black TV show right now that promotes respect for black people. Go ahead. Name one. You can't name it. You can't name one. <laughs> well, you, you know what? You make you you make a lot of good points, but this is, that's the whole issue with why you have to have these kids being raised by their fathers. If you had them kids raised by their fathers, all this stuff wouldn't be going on in the first place. When no, you right. black women ain't finna, black women are not finna stand up to no white men. That ain't about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Fact. Not on any kind of large scale. That's never. Well, I ain't gonna say never. You never know. Three hundred years from now, who knows what's going on? But right now. In this climate, black women ain't finna stand up to no white man. So hell yeah, they're gonna attack you before they attack the person who owns the company. They're gonna attack you as an artist first. Of course they are. They in mm -hmm. they on the same team. If you're a white supremacist, you're not gonna attack the white guy. Because that's you your team. About black women, it's black men who are talking about how awful future is, not black women. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, no, I understand that, but but what are black men saying? Black men are saying he's not being a good example. You shouldn't just be spreading your seed all over the place. But the one thing with future. Is that he actually can't afford to do it. It ain't the best way to raise no kids because your your kids are not in the same home. But future actually can pay for it. What black men normally say is people who act like future that don't got future's money. That's what I hear on a yeah. regular basis. You act like future, but you ain't got future money. You know what I'm saying? Which which I turns into a problem. And who, that distinction in this case. They, they talk well, about I, I've heard it. I'm not gonna say what you heard, but I've heard it plenty. And then on top of that, the thing is, where, where do these guys learn to be this way? They they come from single parent homes. They learning this from their mom. They mama mm -hmm. think it's not it's totally fine to not have a husband. It's totally fine not to be in a relationship. It's totally right. fine to raise kids on your own without no father being present. They just they just copying at the end of the mm -hmm. day. That's and at it, some right. point in time, we gotta you gotta stop copying. And that's why I, I say all the time, it ain't about what you. Oh, I, I say you gotta hold people accountable for what they believe. Everybody got a choice to believe whatever nonsense they want to or whatever real stuff they want to. We all came to our own conclusion for whatever reason. You made, you made it to 18. Some people change religions. Some people change uh, jobs. Some people change whole fields. Some people go into one field, then they change their mind. They go into a whole different field. You got to hold the people accountable for what they believe in because that was their choice at the end of the day. Now, when it comes down to it, women need to be led by men. Period, because that has always been successful. Uh -huh. And if women refuse to be led, i.e., women without women without husbands, then you're the problem. I can't right. I can't blame men 
that you're not following for, for what that man didn't do in your life. You ain't if you if you're rebelling against the man and any woman who has a child by a man who's not with that man and that man ain't dead or something like that, you're you're in rebellion. Now I will give him respect for if you was married and the guy cheated on you, I'll give you that because you can show me that he didn't keep up his vow. But if you don't have that going on and that man ain't dead, you're in rebellion to the man you had a child with. So therefore you're in the wrong. Period. Well, let me ask this. Let me ask. This is the thing. Okay, David, after your uh, comment, we're right actually going to um, yeah. move the process to do, close it down. This is an intriguing conversation, but I want to hear your question. Go ahead, David. Okay. Um, what I always ask people is the key to dealing with human beings. This is weird to me. Like, I came to this space big on psychology, and it is amazing to me that we talk about it, but I guess it shouldn't be. It's amazing to me how we talk about so many things round and round, three, four, five different ways, but we never get into the psychosis, the psyche, the psychology parts of it. When, all, when in all actuality, it's the mind that controls a person. Meanwhile, we very seldom like to touch anything dealing with psychological conditioning. Uh, like I said, even when you mention it, the thought of it, most people shun it. When you start telling black folks to get therapy, psychological therapy, they hey, see that as up. weak. They see that as weak. They see that as stupid. They see that as white folk stuff. Meanwhile, that's exactly the God damn problem. It's the way you think. It's the way we think. Meanwhile, we never take any goddamn time to deal with our minds. Shit is amazing to me. Y'all got it. Nah, you right. Nah, I'm, you, one, uh, I'm not going to say you incorrect. I just want to say this last thing. Go ahead, Webster. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like when you said with the father thing, that's why I had mentioned my story with my uncle and my family. It's like we want fathers to be in the household, but from a family perspective, okay, cool. If you know your cousin got a child and we done been to so many cookouts and family get-togethers, you see him but barely see his son. And y'all keep giving him an invitation. Y'all are see Kevin Gates, and I don't, don't want to get too off topic, but Kevin Gates said, Look, bro, let me tell y'all something. When you're doing wrong out here, it's not about you doing wrong the first time or the second time, but we are creatures of habit. So eventually, we're going to keep letting things slide to the point where he says, Well, I don't have to raise my son, and my family will still accept me. If that were to be nipped in the bud right there. And I'm not saying that black women don't have a hand in fatherless America because they have a really big hand in fatherless America. But I said it takes a village for a reason. If my family ain't there to check me first and they continue in my behaviors, how am I supposed to just learn from the world? Oh, you ain't supposed to be doing this. When the first people who's teaching me how to operate in this world was saying we ain't got no problem with it. So y'all brothers was hitting it on the head when we say we have internalized so many things in our mind for us to basically reiterate, like to keep reoccurring these, like he having reoccurring problems. But at some point, us as a people got to step up and say, you know what, bro? I'm not going to allow you to keep coming here and you don't raise your son. I'm not going to allow you to talk crazy about your son's father in front of him. Because that, that he's going to internalize that. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to think, oh, you can't find a man 
because you got a child when in reality a man wants a woman who's doing more when she has a child we don't want you to be operating at the same space as a girl with no child because i might as well just start a family with a girl with no child then start a family with a girl with a child and the girl with a child need to have something that the girl with no child ain't even smelling right now so it takes us as a people to literally say you know what g even though this is a you and you situation you are my family and i'm going to give you my input you moving sloppy i need to and you can't keep doing that and keep coming around here and exposing that to our kids and our young ones because this the next generation coming up and if they think this shit is okay then the generation after them gonna think this shit is okay Good, good, great points, uh, Webb's World. Uh, very, very, very solid points. Uh, I agree, especially uh, with the last point that you made as it relates to ensuring that we check those that are closest to us, those in our circles. Like that's how you start to make a difference. You um, have conversations with those who you can directly influence. I think that's of utmost importance. But we uh, got a super chat from bro Kenny Conjo. He said, hey, ladies, just coming through to show love. Keep doing your thing. Wednesday evening greetings, everyone. Thank you, Kenny. Hello, we Kenny. appreciate you, bro. Uh, we're going to start the process to go ahead and shut it down. I'm actually going to throw it back over to Webb's World One, and then we'll have bro David Johnson. Mm. All right. Basically, what us as a people, because all of our brothers have basically explained all the psychological traumas and all of the uh, psychological uh, strategies used to derail our people. And the number one thing is, even if you know all of these things, if you're not going to start moving in stride to fix these problems, that don't mean nothing. I tell my brothers all the time. We talk about systematic racism, this, that, and the third. But I'm like, bro, what are we doing? Are we still going? We still are we creating autonomy for our people? We talking about how we don't like working for these niggas, but we, <laughs> but we not figuring about how many like how, what opportunities we can create for our own people. So at the same time, it's one thing we can point the finger at whoever the hell you want to point the finger at. I really don't give a damn. But you need to hold them accountable. You can't allow them people to say. Oh, you cannot allow them to have an opinion and their actions don't line up with that opinion. You know what I mean? You cannot have them going around in these streets talking about some, oh, the reason why his dad ain't there is because he's a bum ass nigga. No, he don't want to pay your bills. And us as a people, we need to start calling out people's bullshit and stop letting it soak into them and just shrugging it off because, oh, that's not my business. I'm not making no money off of that. Well, I need to mind the business that pays me. Nah, because at the end of the day, we need to start making stuff that's our business that we don't necessarily gain from our business because that's going to ultimately produce gains for us in the future. Because the day we start checking people for being fucked up 10, 20 years, we're not going to have black women wondering why ain't no black men in the household. We're not going to have black men wondering why, why. I can't see my son, like, or my daughter, excuse me, because I don't I do equality around here. So it takes us as a people to acknowledge the problems and start moving in stride to fix said problems and holding each other accountable. Because to sit here with our arms shrugged, talking about ho rum, this world ain't fair, systematic racism and feminism, this, that, and the third, all y'all are right. But it don't mean shit. 
if you're not going to check your cousin, who going to not raise his son? It don't mean nothing if you're going to allow your auntie to go around thinking she don't need to have a father figure for her children. Don't mean shit. But I'm going to let y'all speak. Web's world, um, thank you so much for coming through. Um, y'all dropping some gems up in here today. This is a good, good show. Um, we appreciate you coming through and um hanging out with us today. Um, bro, David, what are your final thoughts? Uh, thanks for having me, ladies. Salute to the bros. Y'all did drop some heat. That was good heat. Um, yeah. I like to just uh first of all the Bible the first off back to what we're saying we do need to start ostracizing people but that's another conversation I won't get into that today but that's how we do it even according to the Bible y'all know I'm an Israelite and one of the things the Bible says many Jews in there it says if you rebuke a wise man he will love thee and become wiser but if you rebuke a fool he will hate thee and that's how I'm able to find out who's smart, who's dumb. If I tell you some correction, I give you some type of corrective, you know, instruction and you hate me for it, then I know you're a fool. If you take it and build on it and you come back and thank me, then I know you're a wise man. And I would encourage all brothers, take power over pussycat. Because just in case you didn't know, power brings pussycat just i i would hope that your whole claim to fame ain't some old funky hole but if that is your thing please know that getting the power will bring you more than that and i would much i would much rather you bros have the power and then getting the women versus getting the women negating the power and one thing i'm gonna say and i'm done i keep saying this Y'all, you niggers keep sleeping on it. Go get a mental tune-up. Go study and find out all the mental blocks. Go look, go, go back to your childhood, talk to some people, learn how to reflect and 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 and, and go back and be able to remove all those blocks that are stagnating your movement. I'm gonna stress that one more time. Go get your goddamn minds together, black women and black men. Y'all yes. are not fine. Y'all are not okay. Y'all are sick. And it's about goddamn time, like the brother just said, we quit lying about it. Because lying about it has us effed up. On that note, check and mate deuces. Check and mate. Check Please. and mate. Thanks, David, for coming through. Absolutely. Um, Always come and um, add a dope contribution to whatever conversation we're having. We appreciate you, bro, David. Webb's World um, as well. Drop some 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 killer gems. So um, last but not least is Brother Roger Report. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say, look, uh, men should be chasing power, period. That's just what that's just what it comes down to. Um, every dollar is power. Everything that you have the ability to do and you can make some money on it, as long as you can do it where you feel okay morally, go ahead and get that money, period. Because when it comes to women, women are fickle and it doesn't make a difference what you achieve when it comes to certain women. You go, you, you, There are good women out there and you can tell they're good women because they still marry. It's very easy to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Women get with a guy. You know what I'm saying? Now, if the guy don't believe in marriage, 
the woman been with him forever and a day. Okay? So this it's women that can claim that they're a good woman, but if you don't have a man to prove it, I don't believe you. I'm just keeping it real. And I know a lot of women say that, you know, people say all this stuff and they blame black women for the community's downfall and blah, blah, blah. Hey, at the end of the day, I don't mind holding men accountable. Men get held accountable anyway, because guess what? Unproductive men gonna end up in prison, they're gonna end up dead, or or they're gonna end up homeless. That's what happens if you're a black man and you're unaccountable. So you're gonna have to deal with that regardless. That's why you got so many homosexuals right now, because they're trying to avoid homelessness, because they're technically homeless already. Now, when it comes to women who want to say, well, y'all need to talk to the men, sure, I'll talk to your husband. Do you have a man for me to talk to? Okay? Because if you ain't got no man for me to talk to, why do you think I need to talk to a man? Men know how to get on point. Men know how to do what it takes. When men have women, they even usually perform at a higher level because they know more is called upon them. But if you're a woman, especially a woman with children, and you ain't got no man, how you gonna open your mouth and say men need to get it together? You sound like a fool. I ain't gonna say you're a fool, but you sound like one. Don't tell a man to hold a man accountable unless you have a man. That's who's supposed to, that's who we're supposed to talk to and say, look, bro, why are you doing this? You got a family. You know, you need to do this, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure, men can have that conversation. But how am I going to have that conversation with a woman who ain't got nothing but kids and no husband? This sounds asinine. If you don't want to be blamed for anything, and I totally get that. It's not in human nature to want to be blamed. You need a shield. Your shield is your husband. If you ain't got one, that's your fault. That ain't got nothing to do with the men. Men been trying to get with you since we don't know when. And I even know about how, you know, people say this thing about how black women are fat and all this other type of stuff. And I say all the time, it's, it's black women got four basic problems that, uh, that black men have issues with them. Bad attitudes, being overweight, too much debt, too many kids. Before you got to any of those places, you still was a person. And I know women who are older, you may not look as good. Maybe you got a couple kids and all that. But there was a point in your life when that wasn't the case. You were in better shape nine times out of ten when you were young. You should have got a husband in. And if you wasted all your time and didn't get one, how are you going to blame everybody else for that? You turned the people down that was good enough to be one. And if you couldn't get one that was good enough, you didn't do something to attract a man that was good enough. That's your own fault at the end of the day. If you want men to, to, to be held accountable for the black community, how about you have a man so we can look at him instead of you? All right, that's it for me. Y'all have a good night. Thank you, Thank Roger. You, brother, we and long you. live the habitual line steppers, because that's what we do. He always coming in stepping on toes, though. Lord have mercy. <sighs> Thank you, Roger. Shout out to fantastic. How it was, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Danny. Shout out to Mr. Fantastic. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. He said, the cat ain't got no power here. You shall not pass. We win. Oh, my God. Bye. I just understood what this fool was trying to say. You know what? Um, good night. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. We appreciate you. I can't. Mac, Mac, what's up, chicken? <laughs> Hey, ladies, long time. I know. Where you been? Uh, 
everywhere and nowhere. Cheating on us with clubhouse raggedy ass. Oh, <laughs> now she's just been busy, but she yeah. hasn't even been on there like that. Um, surprisingly. Oh, oh, yeah. I was in Atlanta oh. for the last Back month. Back on y'all last, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in Atlanta for the have? last month. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted yeah, to know, I don't know how much you heard about the conversation, uh, uh, how much of the conversation you heard, <laughs> but I wanted to know if you did hear any of it, what your thoughts were on the conversation. Cause the men were like, they were, they were taking some shots before they hopped off this dang old panel. And, or if you did not hear what the men had to say, um, what you think about the topic. I didn't really get to hear everything. I didn't really get to hear much of what the men um, had to say. I just caught like um, some of the tail end of the speakers as they were stepping off the stage. And whoever the guy that was saying men need to get their mental um, their mental checked out, mm-hmm. um, I kind of agree with everything he said. And um, you know, oh, he's gonna come men- correct you. I'm sorry. He said black people need to get their uh, mental checked out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I kind of agree with everything he had to say. Um, and I do think that, um, you know, the cat will come chasing the power. Um, I think, I think I've alluded earlier, I was in the pre-conversation I had in Clubhouse that, you know, cat is either one of two things. It's the thing that the men who don't have power chase, or it's the motivating factor, which men use to chase power to go back and, um, you know, get the cat. So the cat plays its part no matter what. Um, but I do think that there's a greater reward in chasing the power than being the person that's just professional and chasing the cat, but don't have that same, you know, chase or desire to chase anything else. So um, I think you get the better, you get the better forward with chasing the power. That's all I got really in short. Great points though. Um, I agree with what you said. Uh, it, it's it's somewhere in there. If it's not the, nece- if it's not necessarily the motivating factor, it plays its part. And um, that's a, that's a good a good um, ending ending comment. So we appreciate you. Thank you for stopping through. Um, we definitely appreciate you. Don't be a stranger. Um, yes. We got some interesting stuff coming up. So um, definitely, if you're available, stop by and check us out. Yes, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be hopping back in because I know you guys are doing a lot of good things now and have um, been doing a lot on the platform. And I've been a little busy, but I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna be trying to um stay on stay on board and happen and now on Sundays and then stuff. Okay, boy. Appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy your night. Thank you, Mac. Fantastic. I know he came up here to say something slick or nasty or both. Hello. Oh, oh, it's on me? Yes, yeah, yes. Oh, oh, oh well, 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 um, uh, just just for the record, sis, great, greatly appreciate you guys letting me come up here. Um, I was running the show while you guys were running the show. My bad. That's why I wasn't over to support. But I want to make sure I come through with some more support. Thank you. And you know, hear this wonderful word from one of the, I, I think one of the, um, uh, you know, cat power, um, proponents. Just real quick, okay. let me let me let me cue up this audio for y'all. Okay, let me let me see what she got to say about it. Let's let's see. What Fair use, just on the audio, okay. It was so good that she started rocking. She just got into it, and all of a sudden, she said something just hit her. Bam! All upside his head, it just slapped and Bigger make you slap somebody. Okay, and again, and again. So, so I mean, a, a woman is saying this. A woman that that had a, a show called Vagina Power. 
And again, I'm not saying that I've been slapped or or maybe even punched. I, I that's not me. You know me. I don't get no. I'm I'm a virgin. You know I don't know nothing about no vagina. So again, man, listen, okay, brothers, you have the power. Okay, remember that song. I got the power. That's you, brother. Right? We run this shit. Okay, don't don't be out here. Letting these, letting these, these, this, this, this amateur cat, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Control you out here, man. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be in control, brother. You know what I'm saying? But hey, greatly appreciate y'all uh, for everything y'all do for this space. Um, you know, two wonderful ladies with a great perspective, man. I just want to come through, show a little bit of love, drop some coins, get y'all, too, because you know Google take that thirty percent. So y'all ruin that. Whatever y'all give people to what's name, I'm hit y'all with the thirty percent that Google stole. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a great night. Thank you, Fantastic. 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 Thank you, Thank you, Fantastic. Thank you, Thank you, Fantastic. you, Fantastic. Thank 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 um, this was an excellent, excellent, excellent discussion. Um, uh, wait, I'm gonna read this. Uh, he said, "Oh, you know what? <laughs> runs this car, not Kitty. Oh my gosh! So y'all say I don't know how we would ever be able to put that argument to rest. But um, it used to be a man's world, but guess what? Now it's a woman's world. So I- I'm I'm going to um, go with the notion that women run it. You know, and, and, uh, girl, and, 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 should we know. end the show on um who runs who runs the world? You know what? <laughs> I want our stream to get flagged, but uh, you know, know, women run it clearly. Oh, so so thank you for everybody who contributed to the conversation. Very very good conversation. Some great points were made. There was something that I wanted to say really really quickly, and um, even truth and me and truth have a hate hate relationship but um he came through and he definitely dropped some, some i always knowledge. forget the child <laughs> oh, yes. i was cringing because i'm like am i about to have to get into it tonight like i don't feel like oh baby yeah, i thought girl. the unicorn keisha was on her way baby i, I you know oh shit brace for covering I, I held it together but nonetheless like I, i'll give credit where credit is due he definitely has some great points like i have no problem with saying that black women need to be held accountable but the um issue that i see in this space is men men point the finger all day and I was I, I, I was feeling some type of way about Roger too because even the comment that was made that wasn't even relating to women that Webb's world made automatically brought it back to women and I'm like oh my gosh like if 99.9999999% of your arguments is geared towards women and their lack of accountability and then you have 0000.1% geared towards men then I see like I, it's going to be hard for me to believe that you have any credibility because there is work to be done on both sides black women have a ton of work to be done and I focus on black women but I'm going to need black men to focus on the work that black men got to do because it's not all good over there there is still work that black men have to do too and that's what drives me insane nonetheless though i wanted to say something really really quickly and i'm not gonna hold it 
I was kind of like shocked that um, Truth was defending Margaret Sanger and her um, racist race. No, he wasn't going to let it go. Go ahead. I definitely was not. Um, the fact that Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist, however, she believed in like selective breeding. She literally, uh, like Margaret Sanger, the statues, her name has, uh, has have been taken down in um, Washington, D.C. Her name was removed because of the fact that like her racist um uh, you know, beliefs have been exposed. Uh, like there, there are, there's so much evidence that Margaret Sanger was a racist. Like her focus on eugenics came from the fact that she believed, you know, black babies should not be born. Why do you think there are so many Planned Parenthoods in our neighborhoods? You don't see Planned Parenthoods in the suburbs. Margaret mm. Sanger was a known racist. And for anybody to argue against that, I'm like, are you crazy? But nonetheless, that's my final commentary on the topic. Um, this was dope. I enjoyed the conversation through and through. Thank you for everybody who contributed, for everyone who sent us a super chat, and for the crazy but dope chat. Uh, the chat act like they had some sense today, honey. At Girl, least from what I'm always amazed. Um, but <laughs> no, shout out to everybody who came through. Um, shout out to Fantastic again for the cash app. I really, really appreciate you. Um, really, really good conversation, y'all. Um, I always enjoy. We got some things coming down the pipeline, so stay oh, yeah. tuned. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, good show, we'll Concrete. How far, girl? Hey, hey. Um, we'll see y'all on Sunday. No, no, no. We're going to see y'all on Saturday because Concrete has been playing. Squeeze one in on, on Saturday, but you guys will know. We'll, we'll, we'll see y'all this weekend. How about that? Dang. Stop playing and come to, come holler at these folks and talk some mess with me. I need a break from life, but nonetheless, I, I'll chat. Stop taking you. on another, another job, Concrete. Don't oh, take no. on no other projects. <laughs> I got to go work with the lepers out in Jerusalem. Oh, what you be doing over there? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let y'all have a good night. We're out.